Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man's a Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are famous, y'all are celebrity-type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And we'd love for you to be a part of our show on Facebook Live and Twitter. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, follow us on Facebook, and be a part of the Pirate Radio family as we come to you here on a Monday, a victory Monday for hopefully you out there. Certainly was for me. Coming off a Washington Commanders win over the Cardinals on Sunday. Talk about some other winners that are around here and some losers as well also got to talk about another east carolina loss we talked about it quite a bit uh saturday night on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show one of our longest shows of all time and part of that was because we had uh, an amazing number of callers and people tuned in and chiming in and also uh we've got some great insight for you this year on the fifth quarter with marcus crandall jason nichols and the return of the weave billy weaver was here as well on saturday night so great show following a uh, a dud of a game at least the the fourth quarter uh got away from east carolina we'll recap all that coming up here on today's show shirley rhodes is here intern joey put uh put together a long saturday night with us we appreciate that uh, the big dog, Glenn Griffin, in the house, getting it done on social media. Chan Man, man, the, the man of many hats, got it done on Saturday from a lot of different angles. And Ellerby is alongside, as well, another tailgate victory. Ellerby never lost one and did not lose one on Saturday. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, we had an outstanding uh, weekend. Interesting day, of course. Uh, beautiful day all the way up until about halftime until the weather came in and uh, disrupted so much of uh, what people were watching as what seemed to be a okay football game at least by the scoreboard and then uh, things got ugly after the uh, weather delay in the fourth quarter but uh, certainly a lot of fun enjoyed uh, as you mentioned i think the entire pirate radio team did an awesome job on air and on uh, on social media appreciate everybody joining us following us and uh, a lot to talk to we talked about the east carolina marshall game there would be a lot to learn from that game and uh, I think a lot of people walked away with a lot more questions. Yes, and uh, we'll get to some of those questions and talk about uh, what happened there and what will happen moving forward with this East Carolina football team. Just a, a schedule for what's going to be going on this week. We got the Mike Houston pe- press conference Tuesday at 1130. We'll talk to some players after that as well. Wednesday, Houston practice recap, and then we'll talk to the coordinators, Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell. That'll be around 6 o'clock on Wednesday. So we'll have all that for you here on this show and on our social media account so make sure you are tuned in to those uh chat room is buzzing here on a monday let me run down that real quick uh, because we love our chat homies chad said let's have a great week team here we go 
oh and everybody like share and subscribe thank you chad you really are a part of the family jerry says hello pirate radio family sending positive vibes looking forward to nice radio this week jerry doesn't like when we yell and and get negative he likes when we we stay positive so jerry i hope we can do that just for you this week um steven says can we run a split backfield and throw to the backs is that too much to ask um there's a stat that is not on my box score here that i'm going to talk about in just a moment Stephen, regarding what you just said and uh billy and callie parker tuned in listening at work saying appreciate all the work you guys do to bring us all things ecu awesome i appreciate all the work you guys do to make me look the way i do yes some corn sticks and hush puppies some sweet tea right now the parker's barbecue sandwich would be delish brad bowen said what would you choose to do that is a reference from middle school that nobody else knows but i appreciate it brad me and my buddy had a rap group ellerby called uh toothpaste you were in a band no, and in a rap group i started in rap and uh later i was in a band yes oh so but we had a three song album tape and we uh we burned what do you do you copied the tapes yeah. and we sold them for three dollars each and, and we made at least 30 bucks and your group was called toothpaste toothpaste our uh, album was called animal kingdom and we uh had instrumentals to my mind's playing tricks on me by the ghetto boys uh slam by onyx and another one that i can't think of right now there's poor 10 people that wasted three dollars I wish Jeff Charles was here. Boy, the look Joey's giving me right now. Is, I mean, Joey's I, a shot. I, I wish Jeff Charles was here to give you a cool, cool neat, neat, sti- story. A cool, neat story. Oh, my gosh. But it cool, is, neat story. It, it is better than the Ellen story that you Thank told you. about a Thank year Thank you. Ago. My stories are getting better. What was the band name? Just so I can keep it all straight. Toothpaste. Lad. No, the band was the Lads. The Lads. Oh. So you went from Toothpaste to the Lads. Yep. Huh. Dude. There you go. The right. Lads. Steve Hill says, happy day after a Commander's win. 1-0 PS. Post Snyder. There you right. go. undefeated in the post snyder era ray's looking forward to hearing from billy weaver that'll be coming up at five o'clock today jamie says great nfl week one overall lots of games lots of rain games great distraction from ecu football jamie trust me if i had my way we'd do a three-hour nfl show today but i am on pirate radio and we got to talk pirates uh kind of unfortunately uh austin says ahoy and shout out to the pirate radio team for unmatched coverage on saturday thank you austin thank you thank you buddy you know why because our viewers our listeners our chat gang are unmatched to any other fan base out there it's facts it's 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 facts give and take yes hand in hand it's it's a long day when we when we start up and uh close out especially when there's a delay we went uh it was a a 12 and a half hour day on saturday and uh our team was there with you wall to wall uh steve says how big is bailey's head today you know the kind of guy brian bailey is first thing he says to me oh commodore's got him a win the commodore now i think it was one of those things where it's like hey uh hey i like that shirt joey and you kind of expect him to say back hey i like yours too i think bailey just wanted me to say something about dallas which is why he came at at, at me with some commanders talk so bailey i mean bailey was pretty level-headed during the brian bailey show today i gotta say yeah good good win for the dominance chad said uh pike says tell me something good about the app game i've got a list something good i got a list of positives that i'm going to go over in just a moment just for you pike looks like three things uh well there's not a lot maybe you can add to the list 
Uh, Luke said, Coach Mack's plan is on schedule. It is. All you got to do is lose the first three. Let's go and take an L on Saturday. We'll go to 0-3. And then Max said we're going to go 8-1 the rest of the year and play in the conference championship game. Hmm. We are one loss away from having an awesome season. I think people would sign up for that right now based on the... We're pulling for a loss on Saturday. The bad football we saw on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He did say Rice just put up 21 in the first quarter on Houston, walked away with the W. I don't think Houston's very good, but... Hey, it's right. I mean, we we haven't ever won at Rice. We're owing to. Can't chalk it up as a dub, especially when we can't score a touchdown. Alex said, my favorite line from Saturday night on the show is when the guy said, quote, we have some hor- <laughs> we have had some horrendous good athletes. That horrendous was, good athletes. That was the guy that I called a moron. And, you know, I thought about that. And I would like to apologize to absolutely no one. This guy's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you put some more thought into it. You actually had me fooled. <laughs> I was like, man, he's going to apologize to this guy. Not to that guy. Not today. Was that guy named Chandler? <laughs> uh, he was the guy talking about the 26-year-old bartender and his old yeah. high school teammate. Uh, and he wanted yes. to get to a point and just never quite got Oh, to. he had like five or six that he never got to. <laughs> I not only heard that live after the game. I also heard it uh, this morning because we encore the fifth quarter on Monday mornings for those folks. I wasn't even aware of that. Yes, we encore the fifth quarter on Monday mornings or you know, when we have the Thursday night game, we'll encore it on Friday morning. But uh, So you can catch you can catch it again after you've had some time to cool down or go back and uh, re-listen to that. That that was an interesting phone call. I know there are a lot of people, LRB, and, and you can see the number on YouTube of the video. The views go up and up. We have a lot of people that catch it on Sunday. Maybe catch it on Monday morning like you did. So a lot of people go back and listen to it. Um, I can't really stand to do that. Um, I, after a win, I'll go back and listen to some stuff. After a loss, I put it all away. Well, you, you're just you're living it live. Yeah. So uh, you're you're on to Appalachian that week. We're on to the Mountaineers. Uh, let's see. I think if we were sitting here today with a 35-31 loss to Marshall. We might be able to stomach where we are as a football program right now. Would that be would that be safe to say? That means we score touchdowns. It, but right now, where we are with a uh, you know, this just the thirty one thirteen. It's just that there's just a lot of puzzling things to figure out as we head into week three. If there wasn't for a debacle in the Marshall backfield and, and a fumble, um, we would not have a touchdown this year. Yeah, absolutely. We, we we kicked a field goal, and it deep. took three plays to get there. We, three plays to get the two or three yards. We kicked a field goal at the horn against Michigan. Uh, we kicked two more field goals on Saturday and scored a touchdown on a two-yard drive. Those are our score, all of our scoring this year. So, what is the one thing you want to see in the Appalachian game this week? Touchdowns. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's true. Competent Touch, touchdowns by East Carolina. Yeah, East Carolina, <laughs> yes. A I mean, competent offense and something that looks. I watch a ton of football, Ellerby. Saturdays, Sundays, I'll be watching it tonight. I watch it on Thursday night. I watch it on Friday night, and I see offenses throw and complete a pass. I see run the ball for seven yards. Throw down the field. I just they look like offenses. Our offense does not look like an offense. Is our offense offensive? Very eyeballs. Very much. Very much. So, uh, but Pike wanted some positives. Okay, yeah, let's get some positives for East Carolina Appalachian. 
Uh, well, this is for. Oh, what did he say? Did he ask for positive? I was going to go positives from this past weekend. Oh, well. I would love to hear those. Oh, he said, tell me something good about the app game. Yes. I, I, still, I still want to hear your positives for East. I don't have anything on this list. Is that on your other blank sheet of paper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have positives from uh, from Saturday. All right. Boneyard was rocking. Yes, it yes. was. Shout out to the students. We got a lot of old folks that complain about students and young people, and they're on their TikToks, and they don't go in the game. Well, damn it, they did on Saturday, and they made it an environment. Shout out to the Boneyard. Shout out to the students. And when it started raining, they were getting rowdy. When it started raining, they took their shirts off, swung them around their head like a helicopter, like Petey Pablo instructed us to do. When it rained, it poured. It did. It was, And uh, let me add this to the list, LRB. Uh, shout out to Jake, Jason Nichols' wife, who had an extra poncho, who gave me one of the game. Wow. Yeah. Back, a backup poncho. Clutch. Better than the backup quarterback. <laughs> I waited. It's actually funny. I waited like five minutes, maybe a little more, at the bottom of the section three stairs, waiting for them to come down because everybody was coming down into the concourse. I finally texted Cliff. I said, you guys still up in the stands? And he was like, yeah, we're here. So I go up there, and they're all in their ponchos. And I'm like, man, sweet. Y'all thought ahead. Not a third backup poncho, Chandler. Yeah, I didn't have one for you, Chandler. By the time I got up there, it stopped raining, so I was good. All right, another positive. I'm here today. I'm alive. I was able to survive going to a football game without bringing an unopened bottle of water in. I was able to get through the game. It's good to see you here today, by the way. Survivor. Because I didn't know. When I I went in that stadium without a bottle of water, I was like, I don't know if I'm coming out of here alive. (laughs) Well, your bigger issue is you went in there without a credit card, and you couldn't have bought one if you needed one. Um, We we all made it through without being able to bring in a bottle of uh, unopened water. All right. So that that is a... There's a positive. That's a very positive. Um, I liked the DJ. Great music. Now, found myself bobbing my head up quite a bit. Let me, I'll get to the positives before I throw in a little something on that. Uh-oh. But music was great. It had me, I had my legs shaking, Chandler, my hips swaying a little bit. My, my, I still Could got you, the video. Oh, 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 let's go. Oi, oh, let's go. That was good. It was fun. Man, I feel like I was right there with you. <laughs> uh, Downside, Uh-oh. we gotta get. The- are you are you going negative now? No, I will. It's the slight are you, negative, maybe. Are you not gonna mention the Jimmy Buffett tribute as a positive? I've got my list. You can have your list. <laughs> I mean, I think you need to add to that. That was, that was one of the highlights of the game. That's his list. We'll Jonathan. get to your list. Are you sure? Chandler keeps talking more into your list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my time's halfway up. Ellery, <laughs> we gotta run. Great, I, great I got show. like six text messages from people I gotta get back to. No, Let me, uh, that we gotta get the timing right on the DJ a little bit. Okay. Uh, as far as us coming out of the huddle. One time they ran a play yeah, while was the like, music was playing. I remember, I was like, turn the music off. And if you've been to a Canes game, you know how it is. it is right when the whistle blows sabotaged by Beastie Boys hits and right when the pugs dropped again it's gone so he's got that down to a science gotta get the uh, the football timing right I think All right. but other than that I was a fan of the DJ alright LRB's positives Jimmy Buffett tribute that was cool that was really cool had a lot of folks singing singing along and honestly I, I really just wasn't expecting it either so yeah. I, th- I thought it was cool Good with, touch. with the uh, pictures from Minji's and everything so um 
There we go. That's my list, Chandler. <laughs> wow. You know what? I can't believe. That's I'm, it. I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, the Justin Bear from ECU Marketing said that as long as people sing "Living on a Prayer" when they cut the volume, they're going to keep it. And it, it sounded pretty good. I saw a player on the sidelines as people were singing, going like this, like. So I guess they like it. It's fine. I I just think we should do that with more songs. Like when people were singing, "Yes, I am a pirate." Yes, I am a pirate. Would be a great song, especially after the passing of Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, that would be a great song to incorporate into the Dowdy Ficklin Stadium tradition. So living on a prayer was actually it it was good. I'm kind of worn out on it, but I just wish we would incorporate. Let's do that with more songs where we just cut it right at the chorus and let the fans sing along. Let's look into the crystal ball. East Carolina Appalachian. Oh, I don't want to talk about football. I want to talk about water and uh, ponchos and the DJ. Do we have to talk about football? Well, I don't think the DJ, water, <laughs> or what was the other one? You, Poncho. Ponchos. <laughs> I, I, that's not going to be in your deck of cards this week. Ah, oh, man. But what is going to be in your deck of cards this week is a football team that went to Chapel Hill this past weekend and nearly pulled an upset and is going to be going back to Boone to host the Pirates. How are you feeling about uh, the Mountaineers and the Pirates? Terrible. Right are you? Yep. Do you feel Can we like... Can get a vibe check? If, if, if you were putting your dollar bill on app minus eight or East Carolina plus eight, where would you put it? If I could get minus eight, I would be delighted because what, what's it up to now, Chandler? Nine and a half. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> over, <laughs> yeah. over, over under 51. Does that point and a half scare you off that much? No. no and, and look, I'm being a little overly negative now all we can go on is what we've seen and we have not seen anything on offense so yes i believe app state's going to win this game however chandler we talked about this summer when we looked at the schedule like huh this looks kind of similar to another uh, a, a previous year 2021 that year so we opened up with michigan this year we played an sec team that year they are light years away from each other but still, it's a bigger name opponent. That team was South Carolina. We lost that game. It was very similar to Saturday where we just couldn't get anything going on offense and we felt like we should have won the game. Um, also that year, we played App State, neutral site. That was they kind of... They us in that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they handled us in that game. Uh, and then week three, we played at Marshall. Yeah. And it didn't look good there for quite... We were uh, 0-2. We were coming off a terrible offensive performance. How do we move the ball? And now we got to go on the road and play this Marshall team? And what did the Pirates do? They were dead for three quarters. They scored 21, I think, in the fourth quarter and won the game. And, you know, the, the fans jumped back on board. Now, that team had Holt Naylor's to bail them out. That team had Keaton Mitchell to bail them out. That team had... A lot of experienced Tyler players. Sneed. Yeah, that Tyler Sneed, mm-hmm. exactly. Guys like that to, to kind of bail us out when we needed it. We don't have those guys right now. We Nobody has stepped up and showed that they can be a bailout guy. We don't have an offense that can complete passes or move the football. So I, I just remember how I felt after that South Carolina game. Like, my God, we, we, we can't get a first down. Well, we ended up winning the next one and having a bowl season. So there is still that opportunity out there. If Mike Houston were to ask Clip Brock tomorrow, say, Clip, could you come up here and name the starting quarterback of who you think we should start this week? Alex Flynn. No hesitation. 
No. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, how about you? Do you give him the, I mean, do you you look at it and just let him, he's your quarterback throughout the app game unless you feel like. Yeah, unless he goes out there and throws two or three picks. Just let it, give him a game. I think that, I think that gave Mason a game. I think that's a good decision. And I think, I think they did the right thing of sticking with Mason for as long as they did. It just is. Well, we had the lead. With a, with yeah. thirteen minutes left in the fourth quarter, it was thirteen to ten, and you're trying to score there to go up by ten, and you had to settle for a field goal which you missed. You were trying to go, up, I guess, six there. Uh, then I believe that's when the trick play happened, and you haven't been able to score all day. So when that happened, I'm sitting on the sideline thinking, "All right, could, was, could that be it?" Usually, it's like, "Well, no, you can get a chance to go down and score," but we haven't done that all year. You want some uh, positive stats from Johnny Stats? Love some positive sure. Hey, you uh, saw Johnny Stats at halftime. Yes. Oh, man, we saw a lot of celebs at halftime. Yes, we did. Johnny Stats. Tar Smith. The, the stash. Danny Beal. Danny Beal. The other stash. I felt so bad that I acknowledged Danny Beal before East Carolina legend Bryant Packer. I know. Whose stash did you like better? Pack had a strong one. Danny's way better. I love you, Bryant, but yeah. It's if they not. wouldn't have had a mustache, would you say hello to him? And Tyler Smith was there as well, Smitty. So we talked to the baseball boys. And uh, speaking of which, Ellery, we'll talk to a current pirate coming up uh, on Wednesday, Ryan McChrystal. Yes. Join us on the show. Looking forward to that. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, Johnny Stats. The, the stats to consider. Thank you, Shirley. The Pirates are ranked in the top 25 nationally in both tackles for loss, 15, and net punting average, 43.1. The net punting average kind of shocks me. Yeah. Because we have not had long, beautiful, booming punts this year. But I guess you're not getting many returns, so that helps your your net punting average. The ball was definitely, especially with the weather uh, on Saturday, but the ball was not rolling like it was in Michigan. It was landing in the rough, Chandler, or the, the sand trap. And it was just sticking. Yeah. And um, But it, it's a very interesting punt because it's not far and it's not that high. But, I mean, it it's, it's very tricky to return and get under it so maybe it, you know in the future it can cause some trouble for returners maybe to cough it up and we'll see or get inside the five yard line we, like we did against michigan so um yeah i want to see alex flynn we'll see I, who knows mike houston probably won't even tell us anything on tuesday which he doesn't have to keep keep app state guessing i guess but at this point if you're a, a defense against east carolina you stack the box you stop rajay uh, you stop Marlon Gunn, you stop Javius Bond, and you don't have to worry about ECU throwing the football. Should right Mike now. Houston just come up to the mic and just say, I'm just here so I don't get fined? Is that what you that's that what you want him to say? No, I don't want him to say that. No. But he's not going to tell us who the quarterback's going to be. I, he might. I, I would. He hasn't yet, so I don't know why he w- would start this week. Um, Mason Garcia, 10 out of 23, 62 yards, touchdown interception. Alex Flynn, three out of eight, 61 yards, one interception. Very first play Alex Flynn was in, he uh, stood in the pocket, had someone come in uh, uh, right in his face and uh, threw it down the field for like a 50-yard gain. And, it, I mean, right off the bat, very first play. So, I mean, I, in the Michigan game, he looked more comfortable in, in that offense, and the offense looked more comfortable and looked like it was much more smoother with him in. In the very first play, it, it, it seemed like that. I think uh, whoever, against Marshall. Now, he didn't have any pressure on him. We're down 20 points, 21 points. 
But, I mean, he goes in there, and it seems like a whole different offense when he's in. I think this Saturday may be a louder crowd and a rowdier crowd than when we were at Michigan. So, whoever the quarterback is, yeah. they're when it's third down That's a good up, point. up at Kid Brewer Stadium, yeah. I mean, if East Carolina starts facing some adversity, um, I, I think, I mean, this crowd is going to really let the Pirates have it because, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, the Michigan fans didn't really have to let us have it because. They just didn't have to, but I, I think I think App's not going to let up. So I, I think it's important for East Carolina to have some positive vibes early and often this week, and, and especially on the road in a very hostile environment. Uh, Jamie says Ellerby doesn't sound like a Houston fan. I don't know. Ellerby's a, we all want our coaches and players to succeed. Yeah, or, yeah I, think, I, I mean, I, if you look at Mike Houston and what he's done, I mean, he he came in and he had to turn around the program. He got us out of a, a you know, he's went to, he's gone to back to back bowl games. He won a bowl game last year. Of course, the bowl game before that got canceled, but uh, against Boston College. But I, I think Mike Houston has ha- has this program headed in the right direction. Now, right now, after two games this season. He's got a lot of questions he and a lot of problems he's got to work on. And um, there's still 10 football games left. I still think yeah, yeah. there's a lot of opportunity. I, I don't know if I'm 100% believing in the Coach Mack lose this week and go 8-1 <laughs> down the stretch. But uh, I think there are a lot of winnable football games. I do also believe that if the football team that played this past Saturday plays any other game day, that there won't be a lot of winning games. But uh, but I, I do think there, this team can do some good things. But Mike Houston's going to earn his money this year, and he's going to have to figure out a lot a lot of stuff and uh, get out there and uh, just keep keep plugging away. Chad said, "I love this kind of inside baseball stuff here." Chad said, "Damn, Chan man, Ellerby tried to talk, and Chandler just talked louder." And then Jamie said, Chandler never gets to finish what he's saying. Proud of him for not giving in. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. I don't either. But good for you, Chandler. All right. You got to fight for every word here on this show. Yeah. You got like something to say? Ago. You say it. Say what? It was like three minutes ago. Oh, okay. Well, we're a little, we're on a delay. Uh, but yeah, you got something to say and I cut you off? I'll cut, say it. Cut me off. You cut hey, me off. I'll cut you off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, very well done. <laughs> I know you blew some oh, eardrums out in the radio right there because you did mine. I was sitting right next to you. Sorry. Nelson says we might beat Gardner Webb. Fingers crossed. Nelson, if we don't beat Gardner Webb, I'll let you put me in a full Nelson. <laughs> wow. All right. Nelson, we got a deal. We got a deal. If ECU loses to Gardner Webb, you put me in a full Nelson. Live in studio? Not a half Nelson, a full Nelson. During the show. I'll be doing the show, and you'll have me in a full Nelson Mm. until I tap. But I won't be allowed to tap. I have to do a whole segment in Nelson's full Nelson. What's the guy's name below Nelson? Is that figure four? (laughs) (laughs) Nelson says you're on. All right. You got a deal. Now, if ECU wins, can I put you in the uh, torture rack, the Lex Luger torture rack? I don't know. Ellery, what you got? You like you were going to say something? No, no. I Randolph says uh, he's at the gym. He says he hopes the Pirates have a good practice this week. Uh, I don't. If care. you want a good practice this week, I don't. I know a guy. I don't care if they have a good practice this week. I don't have a good game on Saturday. I don't care how the practice goes. Although Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, they were kind of hinting at needing a practice facility last week. Jason Nichols pointed that out on the uh, fifth quarter. Maybe that's it. Where are we practicing? Just on practice fields. Uh, Johnny Stats has more. The Pirates in home openers under Holtz and Ruff were 10-1 and 
under coaches Mo in Houston, they are two and six. I don't think that's fair to Coach Mo because Mike Houston is over, right? And Mo, uh, let's see, Mo lost. Beat Western Carolina. Beat Western. Has I don't think Houston's won an opener. Yeah, and they've been some tough ones. I'm not saying anything. Sure. Did Scotty Mo win two open, Is that home opener or just open? Home opener. Uh, yeah. Okay. We beat Gardner Webb in his first year, or William Mary. All right. Home opener. My bad, Johnny. Sometimes the stat reader has to read the stat better, and that is on me. Yep. Matt says, I don't know what was worse, the game or John with the coach friend on the fifth quarter. <laughs> that guy was something else. Buck Row Beach. I hope we hear from him again this week. That was fun. Justin said, why do they need a practice facility? Whether he, everybody else has one. There's plenty of reasons, Justin. Plenty of damn reasons. All right. Anything else? Got a a big week. Going to be at uh, First Bank coming your way on Tuesday from 1130 to 130. They're having Customer Appreciation Day. So if you're a customer of First Bank on Arlington Boulevard, stop by there, get a free cheeseburger from Tiebreakers Food Truck. Also, uh, you can come by and get some free stuff from Pirate Radio. And if you're not a customer of First Bank, you can come and become a customer of First Bank. So uh, right there on Arlington, come out and uh, check out their fun festivities as they're having Customer Appreciation Day. And then uh, back at it with the four-hour Bud Light pregame tailgate Saturday at 1130 Clip Rock. And then the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call show, keeping our fingers crossed. No more weather delays this year because that uh, certainly throws a uh, kink in everyone's plans. But I will say this. The fans that did go back to the stadium, they were loud and rowdy and did their part. So uh, hopefully that won't be the case anymore. But appreciate everybody tuning in and watching. Appreciate the Pirate Radio team for kicking off year 21. Back-to-back weeks very strong so far. Who is the best playmaker on this offense? The playmaker? Yeah. Who's the best skill guy? Who do we need to, to feed the rock? Javius Bond. Javius Bond. Zero receptions on what I believe is zero targets. We gotta we gotta get inventive. We gotta do something. We gotta get the ball in his hands. Give him a screen. Yesterday, Jason Nichols is watching his Falcons beat your Panthers, Chandler. And what's he saying? Where do they got Bijan Robinson? In the slot. In the slot. Get him the ball. What does he do? Bust it to the end zone. Yeah. Touchdown. Get your playmakers the ball. Do some different things. He should have at least one catch every game. Jason yeah. Nichols and Marcus Crandall are adding a lot to the uh, pregame and, and the fifth quarter calling show. If you're if you're not if you're not plugged in, uh, they're giving they're giving some real time good football insight on both those shows. Justin was being facetious, by the way, about the practice facility. My apologies, Justin, and I want you to know that I... Uh, I thought you are not apologizing to people. I'm apologizing to Justin because he is owed one. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. John is not. Justin is. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Hour number one. We'll talk more East Carolina. Uh, four o'clock hour, we'll dive into the NFL. BB, Brian Bailey, going to be unable to join us, so... Let's save the NFL for hour two. I want to do a full recap. I want to talk to Joey and Chan and the gang. Say Jones. Big catch. Surely our Dolphins are the most fun team in the league. Here she comes. Our Miami Dolphins. No, no. no, You don't get to say our Dolphins. (laughs) They were awesome. My Dolphins. Well, your commanders won. So therefore, therefore, they're your commanders and you just stay in your lane. I got the lane that's got the cheetah in it. 
my. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You're in the fast lane? I'm in the fast lane. I got the lane you... with Ron Rivera. We're barely in the slow lane. And he doesn't even know you're in the slow lane. We're like off the side of the road. You're eating my dust right now. <laughs> We're on the dirt road. Yeah. Well, all my right. Dolphins. My Commanders. I win. have lived through all the sucky seasons. It's my Dolphins. My Commanders win. Our Dolphins win. Y'all's Panthers lose. We'll talk about that hour two coming up on the show. More ECU talk. You got a question, comment, whatever you want to talk about uh, with Pirate Football. We'll do that. Look around some other college football when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join down on Main every Wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m. to close down on Main Street, on Main Street, in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip. All right. <clears throat> Typing up a script for Chandler to read. John Moody, are you still with us? I think you'll enjoy this. I'll try to have it done by the end of this segment. Uh, Joey. Joey asked me a hilarious question Saturday night. He called me, I think, during the delay and said a clip. Y'all still doing the fifth quarter? Are we still doing the fifth quarter? Are we still doing the fifth quarter? What a joke. Can, can I answer that? What a rookie. How about that's 21 years worth of, hell yes, we're doing the fifth quarter. Rain, sleet, snow. Actually, one time, we still did the fifth quarter, but... We did get to leave early because there was literally a hurricane here, Shirley. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, we, you're, you're for safety's sake, we were told to go home. We were about an hour into it, and we were like, yeah, just got beat. It was the game where South Florida ran up the score on us. Yep. And uh, we were like, you know what? It's kind of, uh, yeah, the roads are getting bad. Let's head home. You're talking to two people that did two uh, pregame shows in two days. Let's, they don't quit. That they was, don't stop. That, that is right. That, that was, it was for the uh, A&T. A&T game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Mad Clip, I've ever been I, in my life. As a matter of fact, did, was I talking to you about that over the weekend? No. Yeah, I was think you it, were talking to me. Or was I talking to you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, said, I said, to this day, Clip is still mad about it. To this day. To this day. I was I, a straight I tell you the one time the fifth quarter didn't happen for me. And that was the one time in 21 years the one time I missed the fifth quarter because I had COVID. I remember that. And Wesley Hines was on the ones and twos. Yeah. Oh, that pregame was <laughs> phenomenal. I, I just remember getting, He was playing Beethoven on the uh, pregame in, show. It was in the music folder. It was in, in the, the folder. music folder. <laughs> I just remember getting a text from, from Clip and said, don't ever get sick again on game day. 
I remember Clip being like, literally, at, at one point, he was just like, what the hell is going on in there? And Wes is like, I got it. I got it. In the It's like, it was in the folder. Well, because he, like, he, oh, he was playing Beethoven, and then all of a sudden, multiple things started going off on the computer, so you had voices going every which way. Yeah. We've got that saved somewhere. I'd love yeah. to hear that. And I don't if, know how if, we can. If you ever get the chance that you can find the video, the YouTube video, Oh, the yeah. look on Clip's face is probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen because at this point, you can almost literally see Clip's head pop off his neck. He just lost I was, it. I wasn't like mad. I was just yeah, like he was flabbergasted just, yeah. by the whole experience. Like <laughs> college football pregame show. Shirley's music is one of the things she takes most serious. She likes yeah. it. She interacts with the fans. What do you want to hear? What's some good pump up music to get ready for this game? And we're hitting. What game was that? Do you remember? Now back to the show. Welcome back to CBS Sports Radio, and then there was something else and something else, and Clip just was like, he was like, in two seconds, the whole show went sideways, and Clip was just confused as he. It's like a train going by. And Clip's just standing still on the side, just watching it go by. Uh, and he's like, what is happening? I have no idea what's going on here. All right. Um, yeah, it's very short, Chandler, but can you read this as Mike Houston? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. We got to get in tune for our trip to Boone. We've got to, we'll get together this week and, uh, and watch Dune probably Thursday or Friday, uh, sometime soon. <laughs> read it. And start from the top. I'm trying not to laugh. Come on, it's put some Houston script. in it now. Come on. Come on, but give me some Houston. Uh, noting it punched in the nose, but uh, we, we've got to get in tune for our trip to Boone, and uh, we've got to get together this week and watch Dune, uh, probably Thursday or Friday, sometime soon. Soon. Got- soon. 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 Yeah. Soon. <laughs> probably Thursday or Friday or sometime soon. Yes. we got to get out there uh, this September swoon. Not a very good reader, are you? The best part no, is is the, the king of so called impressions is getting lessons from somebody who doesn't do impressions. Gene. I'm on this coach. Gene. Those that can't do coach. So I am his voice coach. Soon. Thank you, Chandler. Good job. Buddy. I'm trying to read at the same time, and just reading to me is not good. So reading to me is not good. Um, trying to do impressions and read at the same time is tough. That is tough, Jeff. That is tough, Jeff. Um, Speaking of impersonations, yes. over the weekend, I met someone who is very good friends with one Cy Seymour, mm-hmm. and he did. Let me tell you, his his name was Tony. Tony, and, look at uh, Tony. I met him over the weekend. He's a big listener of Pirate Radio, and uh, he has an absolutely perfect impersonation. the The situation he gave me is Cy accidentally drove his car into a ditch. Oh no! That's a but, tough but, curve, but, Jeff. But ditches got a job there now. And then. The ditches got you know. Without them ditches, we'd be all flooded. I mean, he did a he perfect spun it positively. Yes. but if you ditch. think about it, the ditches have a job to do, and they do their job. And look, it really softens the blow. Could have been in a tree. If and I it's a good ditch. It's, it's a, a good a ditch. ditch. It's a- um, but uh, he had me absolutely in tears yesterday uh, with his dead-on impersonation of uh, Cy Seymour. Man, I love Cy. I can't wait for basketball season. Um, 
I'm gonna wait see if we get to like zero and seven before I bring on Sai. We, like we've got a he he is the ultimate ray of sunshine. So I'm kind of holding him, you know, in the uh, in the wait folder for now. But uh, we might need him at some point this football season. We'll definitely be talking some hoops. I talked to my dad yesterday. He said, "Hey, it's all right. I'm just looking forward to basketball season." Basketball's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Here we When's go. When's the last time you ever heard that sentence? Yeah. Uh, but a lot of football to be played. East Carolina and underdog as they go to Bune coming up this Saturday. Very, very seen. Very seen. See what I'm saying? Seen? Zine. Zine? Seen. <laughs> oh, boy. What, uh, oh, by the Steve way. said, you remember that one time Chandler missed because of a wedding? That one time? one time why do we have to bring this up uh, steve did it not me jamie said when will be the day chandler misses because of his own wedding i've been hearing a lot of chatter about old chan man getting around from multiple people you've been out there man yeah you've been out there <laughs> you've been on the prowl <laughs> on the prowl i'm on the prowl i'm on the prowl <laughs> Yeah, I'm on the prowl. You got a lot of eyeballs on your celebrity now, man. People uh, people yeah. are watching what man, you're doing. Yeah, I meant to talk to him. Uh, I was working the other night, and a, a guy came up to me, a bit, uh, had a couple waters, and he's like, yeah, you work for Pirate Radio, don't you? I was like, yeah. yeah. He's like, tell me tell me all about Chan, man. I need to know all. I, I need to know everything. No, I promise on everything. I haven't talked to you since it happened. So he's like, I need to know all about Chan, man. He's a crazy guy. <laughs> and he just kept saying that. He man. sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome nuts. Uh, those are your fan. That's your fan base right there, Chandler. Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> too wild and crazy guy. We ran into a young fan. I'm interested. I talked to a lot of people my age, obviously, and people older than me. A young fan Saturday at the game. Yeah, the Rose Kid. Yes. Um, he's like Clip. I'm your biggest fan, Chandler. You're the man. You ended up knowing his dad, I believe. Yeah, his dad, former Tar Heel Webb Tindall. His name is. JT. All right. JT. Uh, very cool kid. JT. Nice to meet you, See buddy. See him at baseball games all the time. He's he really wanted cool. to uh, to get more Rose talk on the show. So we'll do that. Chad said Chandler's not a player. He just crushes a lot. Steve said, did someone swipe right on Chan? I believe so. I think Chan's getting a lot of right swipes these days. Right swipes. They call him right swipe Chan. Let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one. Hour two, we'll dive into some NFL talk. We've got Billy Weaver coming up, hour three. Antoine Staley will join us for the first time this football season. Uh, He is with the New York Post now, and he will be live at MetLife Stadium. We'll talk some NFL with him. He's getting ready for Aaron Rodgers' Jets debut Mm. coming up tonight. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. Great way to wrap up week one. Bills at Jets coming up tonight. Should be a lot of fun. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 
21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, First Bank is having their Customer Appreciation Day tomorrow at their Greenville branch from 11.30 a.m. until 1.30 p.m. on East Arlington Boulevard. You can stop by and uh, enjoy lunch on them. Tiebreakers will have a food truck on site, and Pirate Radio will also uh, be out there. Just look for our Pirate Radio truck, and uh, we have some free giveaways as well. So join us from 11.30 a.m. until 1.30 p.m. tomorrow uh, at First Bank on 1201 East Arlington Boulevard for their annual customer appreciation day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, the big dog, Joey, Chan Man, Avril Levine, all here with you. Rick on Facebook said, I'm a fan of the man of Chan. Shout out Rick. Shout out Rick. He did add apparently I need to hide my wife and kids. You're saying Chandler would never steal another man's woman. This man has. I have res- great respect. He has a ton of respect. <laughs> ton of respect. Just ton of respect for. And, and he's got the some of the. Yeah, I'm a former long. He's snapper. a former long snapper. His integrity level is off the charts. I'm a good guy, Jeff. I'm a good kid. He's an honest man. He's a cool cat, man. He's a cool cat, man. Thanks, Dio. Speaking of. Um, Oh, I, we're watching CBS Sports HQ. They just went to commercial, and guess who I saw? Emory Hunt, the head football coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, Deion Sanders. Deion, prime time in a commercial. His whole football games are commercials for why you should go to Colorado and play for him. They beat Matt Rule on Saturday. Dominance, straight dominance. I'd like to take some things back I said on Friday about Matt Rule. He does suck. I've come yeah. around to Tony's side. He sucks. I'm actually kind of enjoying it too, and it's the thing that really it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. I, maybe it's just because it's PTSD, but his press conferences, man, are just how they were when he was the Carolina Panthers head coach. Just doesn't say the right things. It just makes you even more mad with the team, and especially him. Um, He's the type of guy just, who writes a two weeks out, notice and re- he, just replaces the name of the company. Right. So I mean, just but Prime. Deion Sanders and, and the Colorado Buffaloes, man, they are looking just absolutely dominant. Uh, they're just absolutely dominating college football right now. Colorado State this week, and then after that, Oregon and USC. So it could get real interesting in a moment. Texas uh, taking it to Alabama. Man. Shocker there. I, well, I say shocker. Wager McGee was all over that one. He wasn't all over some other stuff, but he was all over that one. Um, had him winning outright, and they did on Saturday night. Tough times for Bamalama. So, interested to see uh, what that SEC looks like um, moving forward with Georgia, the big dog, and then who's next in the pecking order right now. All right, um, Shirley, we talked about it a moment ago. We found that clip <laughs> of that fifth of the pregame show that you missed due to being out with COVID, and here it is, right from the top of the segment. And it's about a three or so minute clip. We'll just play the whole thing. Let's hit it. <laughs> it's just coming back into a pregame show. Right by this point, I'm looking. I'm like, what is happening? Wes is looking. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> 
listening to the Bud Light pregame tailgate, powered by Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. You're listening to the Bud Light pregame tailgate, now powered by the Bud Light, Light Radio the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed. Welcome <laughs> back into the show. And uh, instead of Shirley Rhodes, I am Chandler Honeycutt with a scoreboard update. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I'm just playing what's in the, what's in the card. What is happening? I'm just playing what's in the, what, what was in the folder. <laughs> Sorry, Chandler. Go ahead. No, nah, you're good. Uh, Georgia up nine to three as they start the second quarter there in Athens over Missouri. Nebraska and Ohio State still knotted up at zero apiece. North Carolina 14, Wake Forest 10 with two minutes left to go in the first quarter. Wake Forest has the ball and is driving. Liberty finds themselves down 17 to nothing against Ole Miss. 3-13 to go in the second quarter there. Illinois up 14 to nothing against number 20, Minnesota. Uh, 11-14 to go in the second quarter. And then Pittsburgh down 7-12 against Duke. That quarter has just now ended. And that has been a look at the Buccaneer scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in ENC. The Buccaneer Music Hall is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season has food trucks during the day. You can hear him breathing. Instagram for the updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Here's your host, Clip Brook. All right. Uh, rocking a little classical music. That'll get the football fans fired up for game day. That won't play, that won't play again. It, it won't? Oh, okay. Come I, on. I can't wait to see what's next, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're going to have to huddle up during the next break and, uh, and get things right for the second half of the show. We're, we're going into the locker room a little rusty here. So we, what we is what we did was we fumbled at the goal line yeah. and went down 14 to 6 going into the half. It's <laughs> exactly what we just had what happened right there. The classical music uh was one thing. Uh, any any thoughts on what transpired right after that with eight different sounds played at once? I got so frustrated. <laughs> Looking at you, I mean... Looking at me? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at you. I played the music, yes, but it come out of the folder that said, pregame tailgate done music. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I guess this is what we're supposed to play. All right, we'll, uh, we'll try to rectify that situation yeah. moving forward. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, continue. Well, you know, got a little classical music going on. Boy, oh boy. Oh, Wes. <laughs> That was funny. That was funny. You're and the the thing, yeah, the classical music's one thing and then the you're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. Now with the scoreboard, scoreboard listening to. <laughs> he just kind of lost it. I loved my uh welcome back into the show. Yeah, and we didn't even pick that up cuz your mic wasn't on to start cuz <laughs> hey, I think it goes to show you just how much Shirley has to do on a game day. And we put Wes. Hey, thank you, Wes, for filling in. He is a he is the filling guy. He is the the Charlie Batch. The I don't know who's the uh, who's the best backup quarterback. We got Jacoby Brissett. He's maybe considered one of those. But he is Derek a, Anderson. If you need a guy to go in, he's your guy. He's not going to throw for four hundred and four TDs. He's going to manage the game he's going to turn it over as he showed but reliable guy will be there on game day so thank you Wes but 
it goes to show uh, how much Shirley has to do on any given Saturday. All right. Um, what did I just want to hit on? Oh, 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 oh. Somebody, uh, Tyler said, give Matt Rule some time. He ain't got prime money. Um, I know what you're uh, saying. Colorado didn't even have prime money. I know what you're saying as far as NIL, I think. I know what you're saying. But Matt Rule's got plenty of damn money. And it's the Carolina Panthers money. He's got, in his first season, he's making $5.5 million. That number increases by $1 million annually through 2026. When it's at $8 million, his salary will increase by $1.5 million annually through 2028. He is not strapped for cash. Now, if you're talking NIL, I don't know what Nebraska's budget is compared to Colorado's. I got to think that those corn folks uh, are paying their corn money to try to bring in some big players. I don't know. But Matt Rule's got money. Money's not an issue with Matt Rule. Uh, Jamie says, going to be a great quarterback class next year. Hartman, Williams, Ewers. 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 Let's take a break, Shirley. When we return, we will talk some NFL. Whoops, sorry. Oh, you should have acted like you did that on purpose. It would have been funny. No, no, no. I did it on purpose. Okay, I was just go. acting like I went, whoops, sorry. <laughs> If I don't ever hear classical music again, I'll be okay with that. Uh, we'll be back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Monday. See you in a few. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit CarolinaCaliberCompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities uh, Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor Program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you. A Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. A lot of ECU football talk still to come with Billy Weaver in hour number three. My co-host on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show, which ran <coughs> late into the night, early into the morning. We uh, left home after midnight on Saturday night, Sunday morning, after a long day, a long delay. And, man, we were not alone. That's the most delays I've ever seen on a college football Saturday, you know, outside of like a hurricane where a game where games just get canceled, but we had uh, lightning all over the place and storms, and uh, caused for a lot of confusion on the TV side of things with games being pushed back and moved and all that stuff. We had some calls about that on the fifth quarter. A lot of calls about ECU's inability to move the football, 
and uh we will ask some of those questions to the coaches this week uh quick update on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck the Marines take a 10 to 8 lead in the 10th inning over the phillies as they are playing a wild one today in philadelphia i believe game one of a doubleheader braves clinched a playoff spot with a win last night so they will be going back to the postseason last year in the postseason they were defeated by uh those philadelphia phillies uh coming up 635 the o's are taking on alec burleson and the cardinals so you have an opportunity to hear some burley uh perhaps on the radio this week on pirate radio as his cardinals taking on st louis and i believe shirley said they got uh, the o's have the Rays coming up next sean armstrong having a tremendous season for uh tampa so we uh, could hear a couple of pirates on pirate radio this week uh that's right we'll have uh we won't have the o's game tonight because we have monday night monday football night, yeah. with the bills and jets so we will have the o's cardinals games tuesday and wednesday night and then uh since dh Connolly has a bye week this week we will uh have the high school huddle as our normal scheduled at six o'clock and then once that show is done we will join the rays uh orioles game friday night uh around seven o'clock uh, while the game is in progress so yeah a chance to uh to see if uh burley can uh, continue his hot hitting streak because he's been doing pretty well uh, not exactly the most conventional of ways in terms of getting his hits. Uh, I saw one where he kind of, I don't know what you would call it. It's almost like a pitching wedge that he uh, he hit, but it was just enough to get over the second baseman's head, and uh, it drove in a run for the cards the other night. So uh, good for Alec and, uh, of course, Sean Armstrong, part of that really strong raised bullpen that has tried to keep them in the hunt. The O's... Uh, the last I checked, and I don't know what it is uh, since this weekend. The last I checked, the O's had a three-and-a-half game lead over the Rays in the AL East. Let's get an update, Shirley. That number is at three even. Three even. So that is a huge series between the Rays yeah. and O's coming up this weekend. And Armstrong is a reliever, yet he's made a lot of starts when uh, when the Rays do that opener stuff. He'll go two innings or whatever uh, out, of the, uh, out, uh, out of the start of the game. So he has been very valuable. Uh, to what they have done this year the rays are the rays they just get it done every year no matter who the personnel is it seems like uh but they will both definitely be in the playoffs the astros uh have gotten hot they have taken a two and a half game lead over the mariners out in the west the twins are going to win the al central the braves have clinched a playoff spot they're going to win the east the brewers three games up on the cubbies dodgers 13 games up on the Arizona Diamondbacks out in the NL West. Speaking of the uh, the Cubs a moment ago, did you see? And if you guys have a did you see, I'd love for you to bring it to me. That goes for Shirley, uh, Joey, Chandler, or any of you out there on YouTube, Facebook, or X. I uh, saw this today. The mom from Little Big League. Do you remember Little Big League, Shirley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? Okay, what team was the guy the man the kid the manager of in little big league was that the cubs no i have the question that was rookie of the year oh I, okay Rowan see Gardner. i get okay i get those two mixed yep, up all yep. the time what you got chandler can i say the answer yes the minnesota twins the twins is uh, correct the twins now so she's the mom from little big league ashley crow she has a son who is the number one prospect for the chicago cubs pete crow armstrong the team is reportedly calling him up 30 years after the film was released. 
Now, the only thing that would make this cooler is if he played for the Twins or if it was the mom from Rookie of the Year. But still kind of neat that uh, the mom from Little Big League has a kid about to pitch in the majors. Cool. Actually, the more I think about it, the more it's not neat. (laughs) (laughs) That's like some lady has a kid and he's playing ball. You know what? I take all that back. It's not very cool. And even in like Little Big League, her son was the coach. He was was the manager. (laughs) And it was the twins. This isn't cool at all. This is lame. (laughs) What a lame story. I mean, it's it's all right. And I apologize to y'all for bringing it to your attention (laughs) if you didn't know about it. I mean, man, what a turd of a story that was. Uh, Heath had a good point earlier. We were talking about Mike Houston uh, and home openers and coaches winning and losing their openers here at East Carolina. Uh, Heath on Twitter pointed out, hey, Mike Houston won a home opener. The only problem was he was the James Madison coach, and they came in here and stomped our butts while he was coaching the Dukes. All right. um, Eric says y'all should use a few classical masterpieces to come back from commercial breaks, go highbrow on them. He said, Welcometh back to thy game (laughs) preparation on thou tailgate. (laughs) On thou tailgate. I just ain't that classy and formal, Eric. I can't do it. Now, Chandler, he's a classy, formal guy. <laughs> he could pull it off. Chandler, you're going to be uh, in Bune uh, this weekend. Yeah, and in teen. Are you excited? Uh, very excited, yeah. Um, was very excited to be uh, at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium the other day, uh, riding around the golf cart during the tailgate hours. That golf cart provided by? Uh, 360 golf carts. Go see Brian Harris. Get your golf cart either you know, worked on, <laughs> get, a, get a golf cart for yourself, or if you need a part for your golf cart, go see Brian Harris at 360 Golf Carts. But it was a lot of fun riding around the tailgate lots, uh, being on the field for the pregame stuff with, uh, of course, the running out of the team, seeing some warm-ups going on the field the coolest moment was probably going and being right there at the coin toss um and seeing debbie charles out there and uh yeah had a great time uh covering the game at dowdy ficklin stadium but i'm even more excited to go on the road uh in bune uh and cover ec versus app this coming saturday uh it all gets started at 11 30 on the bud light pregame tailgate we're gonna have a watch party presented by celsius with clip brock uh jason nichols and marcus crandall uh, maybe a weave appearance as well uh maybe billy weaver will be in attendance for the watch along presented by celsius and then of course after the game it's the u.s cellular fifth quarter calling show so and, and i'm gonna ask old bricer um because he was uh he was piling on the other night with one of the callers and i said you know what bryce if you're gonna be out there and poke at us being on the show you you're gonna come want to do why can't i talk to that you're going to come do one of these at some point this year good god you're going to uh <laughs> you're do gonna that go do thing that we do <laughs> that here <laughs> so uh, i need to get bryce in here on a weekend great performance by bryce williams on oh, the matthew mcconaughey that's great video why do you that do that so good confused. i don't know he, he saw the clip we put the wig on him he, did the, the, he rolled up my cigarettes in his uh shirt sleeve like mcconaughey had it in dazed and confused and he just nailed it it was beautifully done if you didn't see it go check it out on our social media surely can you hit me some nfl tunes uh, just give me a variety. Hit one and then hit another one, and uh, let's talk some NFL. Bye, 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 bye. 
It's back. Well, you can wait till like one ends to play the other one. <laughs> hey, Wes, calm down. Hey, Wes, get a grip in there. <laughs> no, don't do it. Oh, she did it. She did it. She done did it. All right. Panthers fall to the Falcons 24 to 10. So I, I was a tiebreakers Chan man. Oh, we had a great crew there. Grand man. Jason Nichols. Yep. Billy Weaver. Yep. Jen A was there. Yep. Whole big table. My Faja. Mr. Honeycutt was there as well. I was focused on the commanders. Chandler was watching the Panthers. Had all the games on. So I, I, I watched a little bit of it, Chandler. Bryce Young, 20 of 38. Ugh. 146. One touchdown, two picks. Yeah. How do you look in his debut? Well, I mean, there, I think there was um, quite a few bright spots from from Bryce uh, Young, the number one overall pick for the Panthers. Um, but he did make some rookie mistakes yesterday. Jesse Bates owns Bryce Young early in his career. He had two picks for the Atlanta Falcons. He was a second-team All-Pro back in 2020, a uh, alum of Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons. Um, but great game from him. But if you look at both of those interceptions, it actually looks quite similar where Bryce Young was trying to force the throw it right up in the uh, right up the middle of the field and Jesse Bates just comes out of nowhere and picks the pocket of that receiver and it's a costly turnover. Both of them were very costly because the Atlanta Falcons offense was not able to do anything all day and I think I'm going to give credit to the Panthers defense. I think they flew around a lot yesterday. Great news for the Panthers. Brian Burns played yesterday. They had to. They planned on him in the second half because in the first half he was just deadly to that Atlanta Falcons offense. Uh, but that first interception to Jesse Bates uh, was in our own red zone, so that set up the Falcons for their first touchdown, I believe. Um, what a move by Bijan Robinson! He's going to be something to uh, deal with. In so the NFL. when a team in your division drafts this playmaker guy. For me right now, it's on the defensive side with Michael Parsons, with the Cowboys, with uh, Thibodeau for the Giants, and the Eagles just have an incredible lineup and drafted another great player. But, like, you think about it on draft night, like, man, there's a potential for this guy to kill my team. Yeah. You saw that Sunday with Bijan. He is uh, he is the real deal. I mean, I saw that one highlight touchdown. Did he do anything other than that? I mean, no. He has he had uh, a few big runs where he just broke tackles. He's just very shifty on that touchdown catch uh, that he caught. Actually, in the flats, he was able to make a miss or make a move on Frankie Luvu, broke a tackle from Shaq Thompson and Von Bell, and was able to scamper into the end zone. But other than that, I thought our defense <clears throat> looked great. Um, and then, you know, like I said, Bryce Young. There's a lot of bright spots. He looked very calm and poised in the pocket which we saw in, in the preseason um but and i and i kept saying to myself man I, I want him to go deep let's see a deep ball here and there was two or three times that he had a chance and had a man but it's, which i'd rather him overthrow him yeah. than underthrow him and that's what happened he overthrew his uh, intended receiver a couple of times no dj shark uh, <laughs> yesterday for the panthers who i think is going to be our deep threat in the future uh he's still dealing with some hamstring issues um so um i think we'll be all right i'm not going to freak out after week one i do hate that it is a divisional game that we had to lose um and another one coming up next week on monday night the first game of the doubleheader panthers and saints in bank of america stadium um so I, it is what it is i hate that we lost but uh i think we're going to see some improvements from week one to week two before i ask joey his thoughts on the panthers 
Let me ask you about. Can I say one more thing that I kind of want to say about what the could first, you have missed? No, I'm kidding. Well, I mean, the, well, the opening drive. Hold on, I don't know. I'm, yeah, you can say it. I just want to say the opening drive looked so promising. The run game looked great. Chuba Hubbard looked awesome yesterday. Uh, credit to the offensive line up front for creating some uh, run lanes. Uh, great drive. Got inside our uh, own 20-yard line. And it was a fourth and one. And even at me at that time said, go for it. Don't kick the field goal. Go for it. Looking back at it, no, we no, did no. get stuffed. No, no, no. I think there you get the points. Make your offense feel good about getting down there and getting at least three. So you disagree with yourself? I did disagree with myself <laughs> after the fact. I did. I said that yesterday to my dad. I was like, in the moment, and I said it to Jason Nichols. I said, in the moment, I said, go for it. Let's be aggressive. But looking back at it, I think we should have just went for the three points there. But saw some positives. Panthers are going to be okay. Before I ask Joey uh, his thoughts on the game, a couple of things on the Falcons. So Jamie says, I think Atlanta wins that division. Defense and running game. Grind it. Austin says, rise up, Dirty Birds. The Dez era has arrived. So Desmond Ritter, 15 of 18, 115 yards, had a touchdown. They... They only had a, they had 130 rushing yards. Uh, Algier had 75. Bijan 56. Two touchdowns for Chandler's fantasy running back Algier. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero, zero for Drake London in my fantasy lineup yesterday. Is this sustainable? Can, is the Falcons' defense good enough where they can win like this consistently every week? Or are they going to have to have Ritter do more in the passing game? Because those numbers are not impressive at all offensively. Yeah, I mean, I was not impressed. And then they put up 24 points yesterday, but I was not impressed with the Falcons' defense. Uh, or the offense, excuse me. Um, I think we just put them in really good situations yesterday. There was that one time, for <clears throat> whatever reason, our return guy just decided to not just let the ball bounce into the end zone for a touchback or maybe fair catch it. He said, let me catch this. Let me go 10 yards back to the one-yard line. He actually got um, horse collar tackled, but there was also another personal foul penalty somewhere on the field. There was like four or five flags on that one play and negated that, so the Panthers still got the ball at their own one-yard line. Didn't do anything there. Gave the Falcons good field position after that. So I think we just gave their offense opportunities to score. And they, they capitalized. We have a request from Skip for Chandler to do Chris Berman. Whoop! And now everybody's doing their Berman in the YouTube chat. We got r- fumbling, rumbling, fumbling, stumbling. rumbling, stumbling. Look at that little maggot run. <laughs> Prime time. Prime time. Prime Whoop! time. Cut. Go. All. The. Way. A really random one I used to like. Ashley Ambrose was a corner and he played for, him, for the Falcons. I don't know if he was doing like a Gone with the Wind reference or whatever, but he'd go, and it's Ashley Ambrose. Oh, we did that again. <laughs> Ashley Ambrose from Atlanta. I don't know what he was doing, but that was hilarious to me when Berman would do that one. Uh, yeah, used to love TJ and Boom on primetime. Joey, what would you think of the Panthers? We're out of time. We got to take a timeout. Yeah, no, I don't have much to say. I don't really want to talk about it. It was a pretty bad game. Uh, Chandler has a positive outlook on it. I think it just tells. It, it's kind of like written. It'll be a long the, year. It's going to be a very long year. If the Bucks can beat out the Vikings, 
Well, okay, one week. Uh, calm it's, down. It's one it's week, one but week. It, the thing is, is, it's a whole new team, a whole new roster, but it looked like the same. A whole Panthers. new coaching staff. I understand. It still looked like the same Panthers. A whole we new ran, world. We ran three times on a third and one. Three times. And we couldn't get a yard. Mm. That's disheartening. I, it was a, it was one of How those games where you're just slow. He, he had some good runs yesterday. Couple flashes of a good run, but I'm, I'm, I love the mix here. I'm realistic. Don't bring this like, guy. We, don't, we don't have unless we start zero and five or zero and six. Don't bring this guy on to talk Panther football. That's way too negative. Well, watch, watch. We're not going to win in the Saints. I promise you that. We're not going to be okay. Saints. You can say that. It's the truth, man. We're going to have a long, long year. He's mad because I'm telling no, the truth. I'm mad because you're overreacting hope. after week one. I'm not overreacting. Watch, just watch what happens. Maybe you're underreacting. And maybe I am. I'd rather underreact than overreact. We'll see. Most people in this case would be like, guys, guys, don't fight. I'm saying, hey, guys, go for it. <laughs> go, go in. No, we've already said what we got to say. All right. Overreactor, underreactor. When we return, we'll recap Commanders and Cardinals and the rest of Week 1 NFL. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call him today uh, at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Chandler's watching a video. Can we pull that up, Shirley? Can you find uh, Chris Berman freak out? Sure, we'll make sure it's uh, bleeped I mean, out. We, we got to have man. it beeped, yeah. It's, it's been pre-beeped, I believe. Manually beeped. Um, but that is a funny meltdown in honor of Boomer. Has anyone worked TV in here? I was talking to, um, I guess, Crandall the other day about how like I'd come home. This is another great Cliff Brock story. Is this uh, the Crazy Rant one? Yeah. Okay, I got it come home from like youth group or whatever on sunday as a kid and you don't know what happened in the football game and i would like avoid looking at my dad because he'd always not have a poker face about how the redskins game went and i would find out by watching nfl primetime that's how you used to find out back in the day no phones no laptops no tiktoks chandler tell us more about the good old days grandpa (laughs) no uh no tinder no swiping right on your favorite team none of that crap all right, here hit the uh, Chris Berman, Shirley. I sincerely hope that this is uh, bleeped out. So if it's not, we're just going to have to cut it. Okay. When I'm doing TV and I got 18, God damn. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's not the right one. <laughs> yeah. I was on my I, toes for that one. Yeah. Wait, I told, is this it, saved in our folder? 
No. Oh, you I pulled, pulled it, it from YouTube. Oh, no, no, no. no. I, you said video. I mm. oh. Yeah, oh, no. but I told you, I meant for you to pull it from our folder. We've played it in the past. Okay, where? Which folder, by the way? Probably Live Above. All right, hold on. Oh, yeah. I see, I always sweat when... You said video. <laughs> I see. I see. Wet, wet, wet. I see. Blue sky. Chris Berman, freak out. Here we go. Right. But have your finger on the trigger just okay, in case. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you want to play it? Well, I'm scared to, but yes. All right, just hit it. When I'm doing TV and I got 18... There Can't we go. everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, everybody seems that that's the only... Everybody can we stick... Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not that much to ask. Is that when everybody has to move when I'm trying to concentrate? Jesus. Jeez. I mean, it's so rude. I can't believe it. That's it's so damn rude. Just why does everyone all of a sudden have to move? That two hours to move around. Wait 10 minutes. Jesus. I'm sorry to explode by that, but that's it's like no one's ever worked on TV here before. Jesus. Jesus. Chucking under the kill. What the f? I, I really, I actually can't believe what I just saw. It's like no one here has worked on TV before. I hear a dial tone. And there were seven people, though. I mean, Jesus. We need to use the studio for 15 minutes. Just everybody, you know. There you go. There you go. That's how I talked to Chandler and Joey during the breaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you never worked in radio before. <laughs> when I'm Jesus. doing TV and I got 18... <laughs> but I can't everybody radio. stop for 10 minutes? Just stop for 10 minutes. What? Uh, great freak out He was videos. doing that five minutes later. Like, he had that freak out and he was probably doing, like, highlights and... Whoop! Yep. Then he goes right Rumbling, back... Stumbling! Right back to Berman. All right. Speaking of which, Shirley, can you give me some NFL primetime music for our Fleet Feet Rundown brought to you by Fleet Feet... Are you not in the right shoe? Did you have a long, long game day? Does your feet hurt? And your feet are paying the price? Well, you need to go to Fleet Feet at 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location because Fleet Feet runs for you. They got that one-on-one service. They got that 3D foot scanner. ECU alum Chris Lunyon runs the thing, and it is where you need to go to get your feet. Have a better relationship with your feet in 2023. Are you are you neglecting your feet? Last I checked, they're a pretty important body part, folks. I don't know about you. I like walking around. Take care of your feet at Fleet Feet. Chris wants to hear the call I made in the fifth quarter last year where I pretended to be a Pirate Club member since 1930. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Please. I, I, that is good stuff. I don't remember how it saved Let's see if you can find that, Shirley. <laughs> Sorry. I, Chris has requested that a few times, and I haven't played it. Also, we had a request the other day. What was his name? Mac or Mark? Mark wanted to hear the Seven Damn Gaps call. Oh, yeah. I think Seven I Damn jo- Gaps! Joe was his name. I got, we got, I'll find all this stuff. You know, I should do this before the show. Then again, Chris just requested his, but we'll, uh, I'll try to find that. All right, let's get back to our NFL Week 1 recap and go over the games uh, real quick. A lot of shockers. All right, here's one of them. Browns 24, Bengals 3. Not a surprise that the Browns won. In fact, I think I picked the Browns to win. I picked a few upsets on uh, 
on Friday when we made our picks. The shocker is the lack of offense, I guess from both sides. Deshaun Watson had 154 passing yards. There was some some weather there. But Joe Burrow, 14 of 31 for 82 yards. There was some there was a team in our league with the Burrow T. Higgins stack. T. Higgins had zero receptions. It was just uh, Jamar Chase only five for thirty nine. Just a brutal day for Joey B and the Bengals. They get beat by Cleveland, and uh, Cleveland very rarely wins Week One. So good win for them. All right, Jaguars thirty one, Colts twenty one. This was a wild Zay one. Zay Jones, baby. Zay Jones with maybe the best play of the day. It's going to be hard to beat for weeks to come when it comes to best catches. Five catches, fifty five yards, and a touchdown. But how about Calvin Ridley's debut? Trevor Lawrence went to him early and often. Eight catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown for Calvin Ridley. Anthony Richardson in his debut, 24-37, 223, a touchdown, a pick. Hope he's okay. Also added 40 rushing yards and a touchdown and did get blasted uh, in that game. Jaguars win on the road, 31-21. The Another big surprise, and this one was a, a shocker, the Buccaneers going to Minnesota and winning are the Buccaneers Minnesota are the Bucks last year's Seahawks remember everybody had the Seahawks being the worst team in the league they're gonna get a top five pick uh then Gino came out um so is Mayfield gonna be like Gino they wrote him off and he never wrote back it's Baker's this year uh, this year's Gino 21 of 34 for Mayfield 173 yards two touchdowns who did, did Mike Evans play Mike Evans six for 66 and boy did he play he had a touchdown as well Ow. Kirk Cousins, classic Kirk Cousins, 34-44, 344 yards, two touchdowns, threw a pick, lost the game. Big one for Justin Jefferson. But the Bucks are 1-0. and All right, NFC South people, how do we feel about the Bucks after week one? I don't think it'll be consistent, but, I mean, it's a big win. Minnesota's a real deal team. and um, On the road, too. Yeah, so... It's going to be uh, interesting to see what they do, you know, down the road. But as of right now, it's something to be concerned about. I'm just confused on how they won the game because the only, they only had, let's see, 169 yards passing, got 73 yards total rushing yards. Uh, Kirk Cousins had 344 yards passing, and I guess their defense put them in some good situations. Which I mean, their defense—if you look at their defense—they've got really good talent on that side. Their defense has always been scary to me with Devontae, uh, Levante, David, Devin White, Antoine, uh, Antoine, Antoine Winfield, sorry, uh, Shaquille Barrett. So I mean, I don't think I'm scared of the Bucks. I'm very surprised that they won. Um, I don't know. It's like Joey said: Can they be consistently that good? Well, the Panthers are the only winless team in that division because the Saints beat the Titans 16-15 to in uh, what was a, a pretty sleepy game. I kept looking at that score, and it was just 9-6, to 9-9, to kind of one of those games. It's a huge game coming up next week for really yeah. both the, the Saints, and, but most importantly the Panthers coming up on Monday night next week. Big one for Chris Alave. Eight catches, 112 yards. Derek Carr wins and throws for 300 yards in his debut with Nolans as they beat the Titans, Titans on a Sunday. All right, you had the blowout, well, of the day. There was a blowout last night, too. 49ers 30, Steelers 7. I was wrong on this one. I thought the Steelers uh, were going to 
show something here, potentially win the game, at least make it a good game. They did not. Niners got on them early and often. Two touchdowns from Brandon Ayuk. 122 yards for Ayuk. Huge game for him. Christian McCaffrey, 150. And a touchdown. They gave him the ball 22 times on the ground. And he had three catches as well. Niners look like they are ready for a run to the Super Bowl uh, with a blowout win over the Steelers week one. Commanders win by one and get out of there. Win by four and get out of there. Whatever you got to do. A win's a win. It was not pretty. Just some terrible turnovers. In fact, if... The one before the half. If Sam Howell doesn't fumble and give the Cardinals a touchdown. The Cardinals don't score a touchdown on Sunday. Uh, but there was a sack fumble, and the Cardinals scored that way. Um, they did not score a touchdown in the second half. Washington able to get one on a Sam House scramble. They survived. Defense stepped up towards the end uh, and got some sacks, got some pressure, forced fumble by Montez Sweat, and Washington comes away with a 20-16 to 16 win. Uh, I kind of felt like the um, those coaches during the – or I felt like the reporter during those in-game interviews where something goes bad as they're being interviewed because I was talking to you because uh, I thought y'all were just going to run the clock out, do whatever, uh, right before the half, and I was talking to you, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, no! And that's when they scored, and I was like, I felt really bad. I was like, I shouldn't have been talking to them. Hey, lesson learned. Don't talk to me Sorry. on Sundays when I, we're hanging out with There's each actually other. a tweet that you've sent out telling people not to do it. No, let's, let's, let's be clear. It says, do not talk about East Carolina on Sunday. Wow. We can talk about Washington. We can talk about Chandler. Don't apologize for talking to me. I'm th- we're there to hang out and watch football. Yeah. And by the way, your dad gave me a pep talk during the game. Hey, that's great. We were losing by six. He said, "Hey, man, y'all got this. Don't worry." And like he wouldn't, he wouldn't leave until I said, "Okay, you're right. We got this." So thank you. He needed some like confirmation that you had it. That yeah. you, were, you were ready to go. Because uh, my dad wasn't going to get. If I was talking to my dad at that time, he'd say, "Yeah, they're going to lose. They suck." <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Mr. Honeycutt, uh, for uh, keeping my spirits high. Commanders are 1-0. We got Denver coming up on Sunday. What did Denver do yesterday? We'll tell you about that and more when we return. One more segment to go here in hour number two of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you on a Monday. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. 
Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip. All right. You know you're a football guy when you watch NFL primetime and the fastest three minutes from week nine. 19 years ago. Week nine of 2004. We did that during the entire break. And it's a lot of fun. And I enjoyed it. And to me, it's just so much fun. Simpler times, Chandler, back in those times. Yeah. Talking to NFL football, some uh, injury news over the weekend. What you got? J.K. Dobbins finally is uh, like, hey, I want to go play football. This Keith Mitchell guy seems really good. I need to get up and play football. J.K. Man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. That was a little far. Sorry. The man torn ACL. Achilles for uh, J.K. Dobbins, and then also the right tackle for the uh, for the Cleveland Browns, former Tennessee Titan. Titan. Uh, Jack Conklin is out with a torn ACL hmm. for the year. Well, what do the uh, Ravens do? I saw Justice Hill get in the end zone twice on uh, Sunday. And the Gus Bus had eight carries. Lamar Jackson carried it himself six times. When when is uh, Keaton eligible to return? Week five, because he's out for the first four weeks. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, he might have a spot. I would imagine they uh, do they go back to the Melvin Gordon era. Bring yeah, bring his because they took. I think it was Melvin Gordon who had a quote about it today that we'll be fine. Saying we, yeah, like as if he was a part of it. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not even on the team, is he? No. They cut him, uh, but he's uh, he mentioned it today on the sleeper app. <laughs> By the way, Joey, I thought about this. Look, it says uh, John Harbaugh said we're we're good, like guys. We have Melvin Gordon is here for a reason. He's a proven back. Uh, was he a practice squatter? Because he didn't play yesterday, so I guess he's on the practice squad. Yeah. Um, Joey, I mean, so a... he is on the Ravens, guys. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. I made some comments about the sleeper app months ago. Yeah. I love that app. Thank you. I'm all over it now. It's a good app. That is where you should have your fantasy league, seriously. Yeah, it is. I'm going to move my ESPN ones off of that. I still got one on Yahoo, and I love Yahoo because I'm a boomer. But, uh, yeah, I like the uh, the sleeper app. Uh, Ravens hammered the Texans 25-9, to so I stayed alive in my survivor pool. Uh, also on Sunday, boy, hey, bu, I, uh, I got a... I got a text uh, last night, Bo. I mean, are the Packers good? I'll tell you this, man. The text I got, it said, I love love. I love love. Mully is in on love and was fired up to see the Packers continue the dominance over the Chicago Bears. Jordan Love, 245, three touchdowns in the win. Justin Fields and that Bears offense. It was good. Huh? Love was good. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I thought he was talking about Fields. I had moved on to oh, Justin Fields. Uh, he was not good. And DJ Moore, who I got having a breakout monster season, two catches, 25 yards. Ugh. That is not good. Not good. Congratulations to uh, the Mullies of the world. Packers win it. Uh, name redacted. I was texting with him during the game. His Broncos. They, they look like last year's Broncos. Uh, kind of in line to win a game, made some mistakes at the end of the game, and the Raiders hold on 17-16. to 16. Jimmy G, 200 yards, two touchdowns for the Raiders in the win. Uh, Jacoby Myers was injured. He had a huge game, the former. Uh, let's go to Gary Hunt real quick. Big game for Jacoby Myers. Touchdown, State! I meant Raiders! 
nine catches, 81 yards, two touchdowns for Jacoby Myers. I hope he's fine because guess who has him on their fantasy team? <laughs> Chandler, I tell you what, your random hodgepodge, I'm a guy. Your random hodgepodge of players <laughs> might work out for you. Algier looked great. Algier looked great oh, yesterday. Yeah. Algier and Jacoby Myers look great for me. Are you going to win your game? No. Uh, I do have Stephon Diggs tonight. I need Garrett Wilson to have uh, about 60 yards, and I'll go 3-0 and in my game. You know, I decides uh, whether who wins this pick for week one. Oh, yeah? Hold on. Let's get an update yeah, after yeah. I run through these games. But well, I, I like that you've been doing that. I would be probably uh, projected to win, but Jacoby Myers was on my bench. Uh, and he had 24.6 yesterday. Yeah, I had Alagier on my bench as well. And I, oh, I so tough. all you need is... <laughs> 35 points from Diggs. Mm-hmm. You're good. And I, got the, and I got Buffalo's defense. Oh, you got this, man. <laughs> and I got Buffalo's defense. Eagles beat the Patriots 25-21-20. Uh, Nick Sirianni's processes got a little mixed up at the end of that game when they went for it and gave it back to New England, but Mac Jones couldn't do anything with it. 316 yards, three touchdowns for Mac Jones. I really wanted them to win, so I could tweet Danny Beal, Mac Jones or Joe Montana, who would you take? Because I thought the Patriots were going to come back and win that game. They did not. Game of the day. Our Dolphins, Shirley and I's Dolphins, beat the Chargers 36-34. to This was a tennis match. Back and forth, up and down the field. Nobody stopping anybody until late when the Dolphins got the stops they needed. But Tua Is to Tyreek Hill. Tua, 466. Three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill got going late. He was awesome. 11 for 215. Two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, 4 for 78. The Dolphins are absolutely explosive. And uh, they pick up the win in Los Angeles, 36 to 34. It is sad to watch a Chargers home game because the opposing fans always take over. Especially when it's Kansas City or even like the Raiders or San Fran, some team out west. But the Dolphins... The Dolphins fans were making more noise on their good plays than Chargers fans were yesterday. Yeah. It was uh, South Beach West out there, and a great win by Miami. And another shocker, the Rams, 30, Seahawks, 13. I'm going to start. I'm hearing whispers. Are they back? Hold nailers. Put in Holden. Put put in Holden. Bench Gino. Local politics, bud. Hey. Did you know Holden's dad's the PA announcer for East Carolina? Put him in. Put him in. now. Did you hear that they're actually going to hire him as the PA announcer at, uh, in Seattle? I heard that. And then they're, going, then they're going to put in Holden. I'm writing off Gino again. He's not going to write me back. My question is, is, uh, is uh, Bradford back? Sam Bradford. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sorry. <laughs> Sam Bradford hadn't played in a while. It's Matt Stafford back. Sam Bradford, remember when Sam, be pretty good. Remember when Sam Bradford played and he had those sleeves and he looked like a little kid? Yeah. Because the sleeves would go halfway down his arms. Yeah. He looked like a like a twelve year old. He looked like a twelve year old playing football. That could throw it like for three hundred yards a game. Matt Stafford is back. But Matt Stafford is back. And last night the Cowboys hammered the G Men forty to nothing. That was a weird one. You had a block field goal for a touchdown, a pick six. And the train went off the tracks. Not great numbers offensively for Dallas because they didn't have to. The defense dominated. Dak only had 143 yards. Tony Pollard, 72 touchdowns. And C.D. Lamb, four for 77. Uh, so they did it with D last night. Uh, just uh, 
a nightmare for Daniel Jones. So, Daniel Jones, 15 of 28, 104 yards, two picks, sacked seven times. Wow. Dominance by the Cowboys last night. And tonight, we got a great one to wrap it up. Jets hosting the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. I went with Buffalo here. Who'd y'all take? I went Buffalo as well. Chandler went Jets. All right. Joey, you got a score update? Yeah, let me... uh... Double check. One second. All right. Bills, Jets tonight. This is going to be a major overreaction game. If the Jets win, everybody's going to buy in and say that the uh, the Bills window is closing. If the Bills win, I don't know. Depending on the game, people might keep that Jets door open. But I, I'm on the side. Depends on what the outcome is. Yeah. If it's a close game, then they'll keep the window open. If it's a blowout you know 17 point win for the bills then or 20 plus win tallies now all right what do you got um so i made a mistake so i thought it was gonna be a little bit more interesting but uh as of right now fifth place was tony dunn with uh five out of 15 Oof. uh a three-way tie with a score of seven out of 15 was chandler danny and myself and then leading is clip huh. eight out of 15 yeah yep Eight out of fifteen is the leader. That is awful. And then, so right now, tonight, yeah, the picks are, you know. Oh yeah, so a couple people could catch me tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, no, just Chandler, Mm. because me and Danny would still be behind you. you. I'm coming for you. And Chandler could tie you. All right. Yeah, folks, this is what the NFL is. We're picking straight up, not against the spread, and we can barely get half correct. It is a crazy league, and that's why we love it. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Billy Weaver will join us on the other side. We'll talk some pirate football, some college football, some NFL, and more. Also, Antoine Staley, live from MetLife Stadium, and a giveaway. You're tuned in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense and personal protection including a wide variety for ladies and youth they will buy sell and trade carolina caliber locally owned and operated since 1960 on fire tower road in winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live big dog just sent me a picture a link to a uh, orioles hat with the 90s Orioles bird and it's purple and gold. It's a black hat. It's like a Ravens Orioles hat. That is sharp. But That's rem- not part of their giveaway because they're doing a giveaway, a hat giveaway coming up in the like next week or two for the Orioles. No, this is on Hat Club. So oh, okay. It's going to run you probably about 50 bucks. Ooh, knowing, nice. Uh, knowing their stuff. Ah, 52. 
plus shipping yeah uh but it reminds me i saw a sweet and you might i got another great story for you chandler did you know clip rock has a burgundy and gold washington nationals hat really yeah and i wore it as a washington football team hat oh okay uh but we saw a cool purple and gold uh washington nationals lid i was i was going to mention that and i was like well do you know who that is and you said no i said that's quentin hellyer shout out to quentin hellyer hellyer with the awesome hat i'm a i'm starting to see an uptick on uh people wearing cool hats and i appreciate that i'm a hat appreciator and you said that's a cool hat i said hey that guy cool hat and i said you know what well that's a cool dude what's up quentin hope he's tuned in if he's not a, i'll he's a tuner in her he was a winner in the um, treasure chest last year we got some guy in the youtube chat telling his whole life story about app state so he is spamming it good good for you let's head out to the pirate radio live line talk to billy weaver saw a lot of billy weaver this weekend we hung out quite a bit on saturday and we watched the commanders beat the cardinals on sunday weave how you doing on this monday man uh, doing good. I would have been uh, really distraught had I gone 0 for 2 over the weekend with two tough losses. So the commanders bailed us out there, Clip. That they did. And uh, was I could say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, not good for Chandler and uh, the Panthers fans uh, yeah, right. out there. Uh, we'll get to uh, some NFL in a moment, but starting with East Carolina Weave. And uh, yeah, we talked about it a lot uh, on Saturday on a very long edition of the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show pirate fans want to see some offense a lot of fans want to see a, a change at quarterback some fans want to see a change in in offensive philosophy and what we're doing play wise and scheme wise and all that uh bottom line they want to see some points some yards and we have not seen that through two weeks so far yeah not a lot at all and and i'm kind of in the camp where i'm ready to see not so much a quarterback change as to say, okay, this is our guy, we're, we're going away from Mason Garcia, and that's it, and we're going to give Alex Flynn a chance. I think more of allowing Alex to start uh, and say, okay, here's the ball, uh, you're the guy this game, you're the number one guy, go show us what you got kind of thing. Um, because, you know, I mean, we talked about this so much on the fifth quarter call-in show, uh, you know, and I, and I just kept saying he's, you know, the eye test shows me that Alex may be uh, the guy out there that was a little bit more comfortable. So I would personally like to see that. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, uh, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, uh, and again, I mentioned it earlier. We'll talk to Mike Houston on Tuesday, and he hasn't announced anything regarding quarterbacks yet. So we might not know, Billy, until Saturday, until uh Mason Garcia or Alex Flynn runs uh, onto the field, but quarterback play has been an issue. Uh, O-line play, uh, a bit of an issue as well. And 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 right now, teams are just able to to prepare for the run and not have to worry about the passing game at all for East Carolina. So I don't see our run game getting much better until we can get some kind of plays going in the passing game. Oh, absolutely, because guys are going to stack the box and say, okay, we're going to make you beat us uh, through the air, and you've shown so far through two games that you're not able to do that, and and I think that's going to affect the running ability of Mason of Mason Garcia as well if he is in there at quarterback. Um, so 
no matter how you slice it, East Carolina's offense is going to have to open up a little bit. And, and what I mean by that is they're going to have to get some, some yardage through the air, be it down the field, which I know a lot of the fans had said, hey, you know, we've heard so much about Mason Garcia's arm. We want to see it. Uh, either that or, uh, you know, like Jason Nichols and I talked about maybe some bubble screens. I know people hate to, to throw those words out there, bubble screen and wheel routes and all that, because a few years back, you know, it seems like that's all East Carolina did offensively. But it was a good scheme because what you do is you get your playmakers out in space and you let them go out and make plays. And I think East Carolina's got to mix it up a little bit offensively and try and find some combination. And, and then that falls on the rec- – you know, I don't, I don't want this to be a whole bash the quarterbacks kind of thing, but, you know, the quarterback is – he's the, uh, the face of the football team. He's the guy that touches the ball every play. Uh, and so, of course, there's, there's a lot of scrutiny that goes uh, along with that position. Uh, and there's a lot of praise that goes along with that position as well. But with that being said, the receivers have got to help out. Definitely. Too many drop balls. We've, we've got to have somebody in the wide receiver department in that room that's going to be the go-to guy that you can count on in third-down situations or when you need a big catch or to go up and get a 50-50 ball. We haven't seen anybody – separate themselves in that wide receiver room either but uh you know hopefully that'll come you know east carolina lost a lot of productivity at the wide receiver spot at the quarterback spot at the running back spot so you know they lost a lot of offensive firepower and uh east carolina is just going to have to find a way to get some of that back and i'm not uh I'm not going back and rewatching the game. I'm not breaking down the film, the All-22. But I know a couple of naked eye plays I saw at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on Saturday. Once we're in a scramble drill and Mason and or whoever it is gets out of the pocket, those receivers got to help them out. And I didn't see a whole lot of that either, Billy, on Saturday. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just saw a couple plays where it didn't happen and it has been happening. But I feel like that's part of it, too. Uh, when something breaks down, doesn't go how it's supposed to go. You got to have guys bail you out. And Holt Naylor's was a great bailout quarterback. And Isaiah and CJ and certainly Keaton uh, were great bailout guys. When things aren't going as the play's designed, what can you do with it? And and right now we haven't seen guys step up in that department. Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't see a whole lot when it comes to the eye test again. Once again, you know, without, like you said, seeing the all 22, which the coaches will break those down. Um, but there, if there's any time that the receivers don't work back to the quarterback and try to find open spaces when there's a scramble drill, then that's an issue. So we know that's happened a few times, and a few times is too many. Uh, so th- those receivers have got to get better at that, uh, working back to the quarterback. But there, you know, and that's something that um, that's something that can be fixed. That's that's the good thing about that. The drop passes. Uh, the working back to the quarterback and helping out and finding space. Those are things that can be fixed, and I'm sure those coaches are, are going through those in practice for sure. Billy, uh, I did a a podcast with a Michigan guy before the game a couple weeks ago, and he was asking about the defense and the the bad numbers when it came to pass defense and things like that. And I said, you know, just remembering off the top of my head, I swear we had a lot of games where – we were two or three big plays away from having a good defensive outing, but explosion plays really hurt the Pirates last year. And then I think back to a couple of days ago 
our defense did all they could to keep East Carolina in a game for three quarters. And then they got the trick play hit on them. And then they got the home run from Ali, who we were all focused on. He, he is their one big-time playmaker. He got loose and, and got through for a long touchdown. And I, I find myself again saying, outside of that, this defense stood tall. Billy, without the defense, we don't have a touchdown yet this year because they forced that fumble uh, to give us a two-yard touchdown drive. So... You can't say they've been perfect. You can't say they've been great, but I feel like they've been good enough kind of waiting around for this offense to do something. Uh, but we did have a couple of backbreakers there in that fourth quarter defensively. Yeah, the bottom line is the defense has done its job. No, I mean, no question about it. And like you said, there are those breakers. But we got to look at it this way, too, Clip. If, if you run 100 plays and you misfire on two of them and give up two touchdowns, in the whole grand scheme of things, you're 98% good. If you, on 98 of 100 plays, do exactly what you're supposed to do, limit yardage, all that stuff, but on two of those, you give up a uh, you know a reverse toss or a trick play or whatever, and or a 57-yard touchdown run. Uh, so that's that's the tough part about it is that you know defensively you you got to be near perfect sometimes. Well, in in East Carolina's case, you got to be near perfect to win football games because your offense isn't helping you out a whole lot. Now, if your offense is scoring 35 points a game, we're not talking about those explosion plays too much because, you know, you're winning 35 to 20 or whatever and all is good. But the defense, in my eyes, has played um, – they've played inspired at times. They've come up with huge uh, fourth down stops. They've come up with turnovers. Uh, like you said, if it wasn't for the defense – forcing a turnover deep in uh, Marshall's territory and allowing the, the offense to have to go on just a three-yard drive, uh, we might be talking about uh, a team that's gone two games without scoring a touchdown. Yeah. So I, I think the defense has done enough to win football games. They, they've just, they need some help, and that's the thing. And, and the other thing is, too, those guys are on the field for a long time. Luckily, uh, and thankfully for East Carolina, they've got a lot of guys they can rotate in, especially on that offensive or defensive line. Uh, guys that they can ro- rotate in and keep fresh because I tell you what, if, if East Carolina's defense didn't have the depth that they do, uh, those those scores could be a lot higher on the opposite side of the field. Billy Weaver joining us next up for the Pirates, App State. All they do is play classics, absolute classics, with North Carolina. Another double overtime game on uh, Saturday, and North Carolina gets the win 40-34. to 34. While East Carolina is looking for their QB1, App State is on a backup quarterback now due to injury, and Joey Aguilar threw for 275 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, the Drake May-Heisman talk took a bit of a hit because he goes 21 of 30 for 208 no touchdowns no picks but that's because we they were able to run the football of marion hampton i believe that's how you pronounce the first name 234 rushing yards and three touchdowns Tariels as a team 319 rushing yards against app state now you've got to you know a defense has got to respect the pass for a, a team to run that much and we don't have north carolina's o-line and, and backs and things like that but you would hope for a team that just gave up 319 rushing yards that we could find some running yards on them. But again, uh, I'm sure a lot of that was respecting Drake May in the passing game. We'll see what East Carolina can do against this app defense. Yeah, but I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about, too. East Carolina's got to be able to throw the ball a little bit to have that respect from the app defense to be able to put up some yards um, on the ground. And that's, that's going to be key 
big time uh, for East Carolina is to find something. They've got to be balanced because, you know, App State's going to go into this game. They, they see, they're, they're looking at film. They've watched games. They're going to say, okay, we're, you know, we're going to be all, every team that East Carolina, East Carolina lines up against this year until they show that they can be multiple on offense, it's going to stack the box and make you try to beat them with the pass. Um, so that's going to be crucial for East Carolina. And, and as far as the, the matchup goes, man, this is go- it's going to be fun. It really is. App State, I mean, everybody knows about App State. They, you know, going back to, well, even before the upset in Michigan, I mean, this is a team that's won uh, national championships. I mean, they, on the, what, division, when they were Division Two. Uh, this is a team that's uh, they're they're no joke. App State's got a heck of a team. It's going to be a great atmosphere up there, and I I can't wait to see how it turns out. And you know there are a lot of people that are saying that East Carolina is going to come back zero and three after this game. And man, that that's going to be a tough hole to dig out of if East Carolina can't go up there and get a win. All right, uh, Eric on YouTube, not Eric M, but just Eric says Joey Aguilar isn't a backup. Joey Aguilar was 1B. Ryan Berger got the start because of his performance in the last scrimmage. So, Ryan Berger started, which makes Joey Aguilar what, Eric? Fill in the blank. (laughs) If you don't start at quarterback, you are called the blank quarterback. Fill in the blank, Eric. Not playing around with y'all today. Hey, you know what, Clip? Hey. I, I would rather play the guy that is designated as the starting quarterback, the number one guy, because through uh, East Carolina history, <laughs> yeah. the Pirates aren't usually really good against backup quarterbacks. We're the only team in the country that, like, if it's a home game and the starting quarterback goes down, everybody, like, it goes, there's, like, a big groan in the stands, like, oh, my God, no, not the backup. Oh, no, <laughs> in the backup. I mean, that's just, <laughs> you know. We've we've been just killed by backup quarterbacks in the past, so uh, I, I'd rather have the starter in there. But either way, it doesn't matter who's in there. It's it's going to be a tough matchup. Eric in all caps says, "Not a backup." Eric, if you don't start, you're the blank quarterback. Fill in the blank. <laughs> Come on, Eric. We've Commanders was not pretty, but got the W. And uh, speaking of teams kind of relying on defense, uh, I was a little concerned about what Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals were able to do offensively for a lot of that game. But in winning time and money time, uh, the the strength of this team came up, and that is the D-line. That is Montez Sweat, Payne. That is Jonathan Allen. Uh, they were uh, the ones that stood up, got the big turnover, and uh, Sam Howell and the offense did enough. Sam Howell, we were saying it, and, and it's, it stinks to say a lot of ifs involved, but like we saw some good things, right, Weave? We just saw oh, yeah. a terribly timed fumble in a terrible place, a terribly thrown interception, and then an Antonio Gibson fumble when Washington's going in to score, and you can't take those away, but a lot of like kind of self-inflicted stuff, uh, that that really kept that game close, but hey, glad we uh, we got to see a win. Yeah, a win is a win. Three turnovers uh, by the Commanders in the first half, and you know I was thinking, uh, here we go again. Uh, but like you said, the defense um, the defense played great. It's it's a lot like what we're seeing. You know, and that's what I was thinking too while we're watching that game. Uh, I mean, we're watching East Carolina on the NFL level, but 
you know, the commanders were able to, to get some drive. Sam Howe, I, I think he played good. He really did. And like you said, you, you don't want any turnovers. You want a guy that's a game manager out there and, and really uh, values protecting the football. He made a couple of, you know, big mistakes, and especially you know, I think the one that hurt the most is, is giving them the lead uh, on the scoop and score when he when he fumbled the football instead of t- trying to tuck that thing in and just go ahead and take in the, the uh, sack for loss. But I think overall he played a good game. He's only going to get better, and that's good. Uh, uh, Gibson, Antonio Gibson, he's got he's got to hold on to the football. There was one that he put on the ground as well later in the game that uh, that the commanders actually recovered. So he could have had two fumbles that would have been real costly. But you know, a win is a win is a win, and you know the uh, the Cardinals aren't the best team in the. <laughs> in fact, I think they're very <laughs> very bottom of the barrel. So they're still. A lot of work to be done in that Washington uh, in that Washington football room for sure. Yeah, and I uh, got the Broncos coming up on the road. First road test coming up next week. Which, but Billy, I think with the defense that Washington has, we're gonna be in most of our games this year. You know what I'm saying? Like second half. Oh yeah, we're within a score or we're up by four. I feel like we're gonna have a lot of those games this year just because. We are a, a defensively led team. So I expect to be in this Denver game. Will they win it? I don't know. But I think we should see a lot of close games this year. Well, yeah, I agree 100%. And that's why Sam Howell has to be a game manager. And yeah. He has to value the football. Because if you've got a quarterback in there that has even mediocre numbers on offense, I don't care if they go three and out. I don't care if they pick up one first down and get out to the 35-yard line. We've seen what Tress Way can do. <laughs> I mean, you were halfway joking yesterday, but serious, Tress Way's been our best player for a decade, our punter. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Look, you got a great punter, and you've got an outstanding defense. It's okay to go three and out every once in a while and give it back to your defense. Let them make something happen. Absolutely. So I think as long as Sam Howell and 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 whoever on offense, it doesn't matter, that the offense just cannot turn the ball over. Uh, they can't turn it over in crucial situations. If they value the football and they win the turnover battle, I think they're going to be in a whole lot of games this year. Billy, we were joining us. I read uh, Peter King's Football Morning in America article, and I read that if Washington wins. If Washington loses, I ignore all NFL stuff till the next week. Uh, but I wanted all I could get today. I'm trying to find it right now, but I, I know I saw rookie starting quarterbacks week one weave 0 and 3, and then first year head coaches, and I don't have it in front of me now, but I believe it said 0 and 5. So I uh, just kind of found that interesting yesterday. And uh, it is the NFL, so we saw our upsets. Old Kirk Cousins and the Vikings getting beat by the Bucks, uh, And you had uh, some others as well. The Panthers, uh, one of those rookie quarterbacks, Bryce Young, getting off to a rough start offensively as they lose to Atlanta. And uh, just have to see what Frank Reich and his guys are going to have. Could be some tough sledding uh, early on offensively for those guys. Yeah, but, you know, one of the ones that stuck out to me, well, a couple games stuck out to me. Um, the 49ers going into Pittsburgh yeah. just absolutely putting it on the Steelers. That that was, I mean, I, I know the, the 49ers are a good team. And there's a lot. Of, I think they're going to go deep in the playoffs. Uh, they're one of the better teams in the NFC. I, I didn't expect that, though. And I absolutely didn't expect Dallas to do what they did to the Giants. I don't know if Dallas is really that good or the Giants are that bad. I think it's probably a combination of both, but you talk about um, 
you know, untimely turnovers, you know, with a blocked kick taken the other way and uh, interception for a touchdown. And, I mean, it, they just they, – they got – you know, Dallas offensively early on didn't really um, – didn't really impress me a whole lot. They were up, I think, nineteen to nothing, and they still didn't have an offensive touchdown. Two drives uh, that ended in field goals. So uh, the NFC East is going to be definitely, uh, definitely something to to look at. The Eagles as well. Speaking of the NFC East, they got out to a big lead. I thought they were going to just cruise to a victory. That was a, ended up being a lot closer at the end. I think that was a twenty-five twenty ball game. So yeah. a lot of interesting stuff in Week One of the NFL. And uh, your wish of Dallas losing, our wish of Dallas losing last night didn't happen. The Giants. I tell you what, we've I've seen a lot of Washington uh, blowouts on primetime. It was nice to see an NFC East team getting blown out that wasn't us. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, but uh, I, I can I can deal with the Dallas victory as long as Washington. Yeah, the ideal scenario for me personally, and I'm sure you as well, is the Commanders to win. Dallas to lose, that's awesome. But if the Commanders win and Dallas wins, it's like okay. The worst case scenario is when you know Dallas wins and we lose. I, I that that just that makes for a bad week for me for sure. Who you got tonight, Weave? Uh, Aaron Rodgers makes his debut in New York with the Jets taking on the Bills. Big AFC East matchup. Who uh, who takes it? Uh, two great quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I mean, are the Jets are they are they for real? Um, Man, that one—I—I I, I don't know. If I even with Aaron Rodgers, I just can't go with the Jets. I can't. I gotta gotta take the Bills in this one. I I kind of have that same thought. Like I know they got Rodgers. I know they've added Dalvin Cook to a pretty good offense, and they got a good defense. But they're still the Jets. They still wear those green jerseys, right. and they say Jets. And until I see something otherwise, I just can't pick the Jets. So that's yeah. why I'm going with Buffalo. It's in Buffalo, right? Uh no, it's in uh, it's in New York. Oh, okay. It's in New York. Huh? That might now. If it's in Buffalo, I'm definitely taking the Bills. I, it's going to be a tough one. It really is, and and I think it just all depends. You know, I mean, you can't count you can't count out Rodgers, man. You just can't. But I, I still, I, I think I'm going to go with uh, the Bills by three. All right, Weave, good stuff. We'll see you on Saturday. We'll talk to you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll see you on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Collins Show. And we got a uh, watch party uh, coming up on Saturday. We'll be watching East Carolina App State, myself, Marcus Crandall, and Jason Nichols. And Weave, you are invited to that. So uh, come hang out if you can. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, hey let, me, let me just say this as well. I had an absolute blast hanging out with you guys Um in the studio during the lightning slash yeah. delay or whatever we had at Dowdy Ficklin, watching a little bit of uh, other college football games and and man that was just fun just kind of hanging out with the guys man you know Jason Nichols and and Marcus Crandall they're they're class act guys they know a lot about football they're fun I mean we just had a lot of fun talking about football and stories and stuff so. Um, I, I just appreciate still being a part of that uh, the fifth quarter crew, man, and I, I think they add a ton to it. It's awesome. No doubt, man. You, you learn a lot uh, watching it with those guys, and they are a great resource to have on the fifth quarter. And like you said, watching a game with them is a fun experience, and we'll be doing that coming up on Saturday. Appreciate it, Weave. We'll see you uh, this weekend, man. All right, man. Go Pirates. There is Billy Weaver joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Shirley, uh... Let's go ahead and give it away. We're about halfway home here in hour number three. 
Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wild Power Radio, can it be the answer? What are we giving away, Shirley Rudes? Why don't we give away uh, something at uh, one of your favorite haunts? How about uh, lunch for two at Tiebreakers? Oh, man. I was there yesterday. It was a whole lot of fun, and they got a whole lot of great food over there that you can enjoy. What color are you looking for? I'm going to go with color six today. 317-1250. Color six is a winner. When we return, Antoine Staley joins us live from MetLife Stadium. We'll talk a little Monday Night Football, some NFL and get his thoughts on his Pirates off to an 0-2 start. That's on the way after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Ortho East uh, provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. And congratulations to Phil Edwards of Winterville. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Thank you, Charlie. Sorry, the button wouldn't work. Uh, shout out to me for getting Eric to admit that Joey Aguilar is the backup quarterback for App State. It took about 15 minutes and a lot of talking on YouTube, and I finally got him to do it. Don't it feel good to get a win? Like a, get a win you know? I'd like to shout out to me for all the hard work that I've done today. Shout out to Shirley for that. Chandler, <laughs> would you like to shout out yourself for anything? Uh, shout out to myself for producing the Brian Bailey Show, which you can hear coming up at 6 o'clock. Okay. And Joey, shout out yourself, man. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, he's tough on himself, man. He's his own toughest critic. Uh, let's go out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Talk to Antoine Staley. Um, I had a bit of a Twitter mishap. Uh, usually we talk to Antoine preseason, um, and I couldn't find him. I was like, is Antoine not working anymore? I had accidentally muted him on Twitter. <laughs> so, How did you do that? I don't know. I, I guess I hit a button while I was on his page or on his tweet sometime and couldn't find him. And finally, I was—I realized it uh, last night, yesterday, and I was like, hey, Antoine, the, first of all, let me unmute you. Secondly, let's get you on the show. Antoine, uh, with the New York Daily News covering the Jets and the NFL. Antoine, how you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, glad to be unmuted. <laughs> glad to hear your voice, literally, and I can see your tweets again, so the, the world is right again. Antoine, uh, big one tonight. Man, great way to wrap up week one of the NFL. Jets, um, they're always going to you know, get some headlines because they are in New York. 
I don't know, maybe play second fiddle to the Giants. That's the way it seems a little bit anyway. But uh, they had hard knocks this year. They bring in Aaron Rodgers. They bring in Dalvin Cook. So they are a, a big story in the NFL. And now we get to see it on display tonight, Antoine. So what's your take on this New York team? Are they ready for prime time? Are they ready for the Bills tonight? What do you think? Well, I mean, it couldn't be any worse than what the Giants display last night. <laughs> True. They had they have that going for them too, but yeah, I mean, this team has been polarizing ever since Aaron Rodgers joined the joined the fray, and you know, really, you know, they have high expectations. The team is embracing, you know, all the hoopla and you know, and thinking the Super Bowl and playoffs and all this thing, all this nature too. But yeah, the players really believe they have an opportunity to get there, especially with the defense that they built it last year, finished fourth in the league. Uh, but both yards and points allowed there. And they believe, of course, with Aaron Rodgers being there at the center now, they should be a much better team. How much better, I don't know. But I at least think they are a playoff team, uh, at least going into the year. And it's funny how this all works. Uh, one game can change a lot of narratives, and, and it's overreaction Monday. It'll be overreaction Tuesday after this one tonight. But everything – I mean, Hard Knocks felt like an Aaron Rodgers love fest, like uh, – his redemption tour or something. And then in Buffalo, you see the stories about like Diggs not liking Allen and it feels like their window could be closing. They've been so good these last few years but haven't been able to get over the top. So kind of the Jets are the new shiny toy and the Bills uh, will kind of throw them out. But they get to decide it on the field uh, tonight, Antoine. Of course, they'll play a rematch later in Buffalo and have a lot of games left to go. But there's going to be a ton of overreaction, I think, on this game one way or the other coming up tonight. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, that's why we love the NFL, because it's once a week, and then once the games are being played, then we get to overreact for a whole week. You've seen it with the Chiefs. You know, they, they've been losing to the Lions, and all of a sudden people are overreacting to that. And then now you also see it with the Bengals, too, the way that they got beat yesterday by the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, he's one way or the other. Then, you know, it's it's not the end of the world if you lose uh, week one, but – and just the same token, it's not, you know, you're not going to go to, it doesn't guarantee success later on in the season. And it doesn't mean you're going to go to the Super Bowl either. Both of these teams, I do think, are going to be in the midst no matter what happens tonight. And, uh, but, you know, like I said, you know how fans are. They like the overreact, uh, especially, you know, considering football is a once a week sport. I think we even seen it with the Pirates, too. Like I think some people are overreacting to their 0 2 start. I wanted to get to that in a moment. Um, while we're here, let's talk about it. Antoine, my issue is without a, a, a def- the defense forcing a fumble at the two-yard line and recovering, uh, East Carolina would not have a touchdown through two games. That's how they got their score, their touchdown yeah. on Saturday. So I am very concerned about this offense. Now, we, we brought up the parallels to 2021 when they look lost offensively through a couple of weeks. Uh, they go to Marshall, they're underdogs, and they go out and pull out a win. Very similar to the circumstance this year. So it can be done, but right now they're not giving uh, Pirate fans much hope offensively. They really not. I mean, you're 5 or 17 on third down conversion against Marshall. You're only getting – you only have 268 total yards. You know, in general, and passing yards, 123. I mean, in college football where everything is so wide open now, it, it, that, that's just not going to get it done especially against these high-powered offenses. And Marshall, I don't even think Marshall is considered to have a high-powered offense. But, you know, you got to be able to throw the ball down the field, and that's something that ECU just hasn't been able to do the first few games of the season. And it's going to get even worse now. I mean, you got an App State team coming in, and 
you know, they we saw what they were able to do against the Tar Heels last weekend. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding for them. Uh, it's been at the barrel of an zero and three start, it appears, and uh, definitely the people I'm sure they are not very happy and not used to uh, being zero and three to start the year. Well, our post game show went about uh, three and a half hours the other night, Antoine. If that tells you anything. <laughs> I, I, I imagine. I, I remember those calls. Like, yeah, I remember, man. Like, so it's gonna be it's, it's tough, man. They they we knew it was gonna be a tough schedule for them coming out. You know, playing Michigan, Marshall wasn't uh, easy, and now you got to play App State there. I thought one and one was reasonable. Yeah, but going into App State zero oh and two. Yeah, that, that's tough. That, that's going to be it's going to be a tough year for the Pirates. It seems like. All right, we'll go a few more minutes with you, Antoine, and let you run. I know it's a work day for you, but while we're uh, the theme of this chat has been overreaction, so here's a couple for you. The Saban Alabama reign of terror on college football is over. Dynasty is crumbling, and at the same time, Texas is back. How about those uh, those two overreactions? How valid are those? Yeah, I mean, if Alabama wins out, then they're in the playoff again. It doesn't matter. Like, they just have to win out. I mean, it's one loss. I mean, I think people – with Texas, Texas might actually be back this time, though. I don't think that's a <laughs> But, you know, Alabama, uh, the dynasty being over, no, nah, I won't say that. They If they lose another game, a uh, regular season game, then, yeah, I might uh, start to say that. But, yeah, I mean, Alabama's still going to be a top-10 team uh, this upcoming year. So, I'm not really to say that yet. How about uh, Dabo and Clemson? Now, they they were trading scores in the first half, first quarter with Charleston Southern. It was a 24-17 game at halftime. They opened it up in the second half, 66-17. They needed that to just show their fans something. Uh, and they got Florida State coming up. When is that, Antoine? Two weeks, I believe? Uh, yeah, they got FAU the 16th and then the 23rd, the big one against Florida State. Uh, they had a meltdown against Duke a week ago from tonight. Uh, are the Will we ever see Clemson as good as they were, uh, you know, four or five years ago? I don't think so. I think, you know, to have to go from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence and, you know, that was such a great handoff. It's going to be tough for them to, you know, regain their swagger and be one of the powers in college football once again. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, we're going to find out, like, what Clemson's all about, especially when, you know, they got to play a Florida State team that's on the rise and looking as good as anybody in the nation. So, yeah, I definitely, I, I think their time is dominated. It's probably over. Let's do uh, some quick NFL reactions. Uh, so, 49ers blow out the Steelers. Cowboys blow out the Giants. The Niners and Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders this year. Uh, yeah, that's not an overreaction. Yeah, okay. they definitely are. Like, they definitely are contenders, especially with Dallas improving their defense, too, as well. How concerned are you with the Chiefs and their loss? You mentioned them earlier. Like, are they are they still the team to beat in the AFC? Uh, yes, until proven otherwise. Yes, but I I do think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. Although they didn't show uh, encouraging signs yesterday either. I'm trying to find. Okay, here we go. Which team is more? Which team are either of these teams legit at all? And if so, which one is more legit? The Rams going to Seattle and winning thirty to thirteen, or the Bucks going to the Vikings and winning twenty to seventeen? Do either one of these have any kind of staying power this year? Because they were both looked at as teams that will be getting a top five draft pick next year. The Rams, yeah. I mean, the Rams are like what? Like what? Are we like a year and a half removed for them <laughs> winning the Super Bowl? Yeah. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think I think they'll be fine, especially playing in NFC where you know everything is still up in the air with some of these things. Like Tampa Bay, 
Yeah, they, they beat Minnesota, which the Vikings can be up and down. We know we kind of see what they are the last few years, so I'm not that with a grain of salt. Antoine, before we let you go, uh, what kind of game are you expecting tonight? Will we see a shootout, low scoring? And uh, if you'd like to throw out a prediction of winner, please do. Uh, what, what kind of game are we going to see on Monday Night Football? I think it's, I think it's going to be a slugfest. Both of these teams uh, played really close games a year ago. Uh, both split, you know, the two meetings there. I think it's going to be like 2017 Jets there. I expect the Jets to run the football effectively, you know, with Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. And you might see an occasional uh, down garrett wilson but i think it's going to be a really really tight game throughout antoine staley joining us you can follow him on twitter and don't mute him at antoine staley uh new york daily news and covering the jets nfl antoine always like talking football with you man you know that we'll uh, do it again later on this season Right, sounds good. Take care. See you, man. There he is Antoine Staley joining us from New York as he is uh, ready to watch uh, what should be a good one coming up tonight between the Jets and the Bills. We'll uh, take a timeout, come back, have more for you on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Getting some paper, rock, scissors going on. I wonder who invented that, how that came to be. Have we talked about that before? I just had deja vu, so... Maybe we have. Uh, somebody had requested this. I believe his name was Mark. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm getting to it to, to, so late. Hopefully you're still tuned in. Or maybe you'll hear it on a replay. Or maybe a friend will call you and say, hey, um, they're playing that clip that you requested. What are you pointing at? Shamanad. Shamanad. <laughs> uh, Shirley, we have the call from Joe a couple years ago. Does it say where he's Shamanad. calling from? It just says Joe, right? Um, I think it just says Joe. Yeah. All right. Well, this was Joe, and uh, this was a fun call. Let's hear it. Joe is up. Hey, Joe. Hey, how's it going, fellas? All right. Hey, uh, so I just got a few things to say. One, when are we going to stop riding the hometown kid's nuts? He's terrible. I'm tired of it. He can't make a read past the first one. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Who's, are, are we riding? Who's riding Are nuts? we riding it? Everybody's no, I'm not not y'all in particular. I'm just talking about you go on HTC two four seven, you listen to Steven Igloo. He's all okay, <laughs> guy doesn't know what he's talking about, all right? All right. Number two, okay. Donnie Patrick fired yesterday, all right? We fired Houston's first defense coordinator. We need to fire the damn first offense coordinator. Number three, all right, listen to me now. 
if you want to save some money, because I know we're floundering for money around, ain't no one showing up to the damn game playing as piss poor as we are. I mean, he's the damn head coach. I'll go out there, and I can coach a bunch of guys to run the ball twice and throw it on third down. That ain't freaking ingenuity. I know. Well, that's everybody on this post-game show can go out there and run this quarter, this yeah. this team. Everybody can. That's why they're calling in. Sally from, you can hire a on Sally from the soup kitchen to go out there. <laughs> what kind of language are you talking about? Well, look, about? Sally from the soup kitchen. I don't was, know, but I like in, it. Sally from the soup kitchen was in the concession <laughs> stand talking. running out of hot dogs. And I got one more question for you. This is <laughs> you hadn't asked the question yet. I know. In the fourth quarter, with about 30 seconds left, when they shifted, and they shifted right, and they created about two more gaps on the right side of their offensive line, and we sat there with our thumb up our ass, what in the hell is our defensive coordinator thinking, well, oh, they created two more gaps? I think we're okay. We only got two guys over here to cover about seven damn gaps. I mean... What the hell are you thinking? Wait a minute, Joe. Are you are you getting are you getting on the the defense now? Well, Blake Harrell's name is yeah. No, the defense played great. Don't, I'm not blaming them. I'm not blaming because because the defense only gave up ten points. Now now I know the seven. I'm blaming the coach. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me let me tell you where we get ten points from too, because seven points obviously was on the pick six, and then you give up a sixty-five yard kickoff return on special teams, which set up an easy field goal after a three and out from there. So I, in my opinion, the defense only gave up ten points to an SEC team. I'm good with them. You're exactly you're exactly right. I'm not blaming the players. Okay, the players played great on defense. I am blaming the coach. You call a timeout with thirty seconds left, and we save it to ice the kicker inside the twenty yard line. Are you freaking kidding me? Damn, that's a damn extra point at that point. Look, they shifted two guys to the right. They created two more gaps on the right side of the field, and I coached football. Look, I'd have called a damn time. I'd be like, hey, guys, we're not going to put two players to cover seven damn gaps. We're going to shift right when they do. And you know what our defensive coordinator did? He said, well, dang all too, Jesus. I think we're a bunch of freaking dumbasses. <laughs> Joe, I got a question for you. We got a tough schedule coming up, Joe. How are we going to go to Marshall win a football game when we can't win a game here at home? <laughs> Wait till Marshall gets a hold of us and whoops our damn ass. And then what do we do against Charleston Southern? What are we Stop giving up so many gaps on defense. What are we going to do when we play Charleston Southern? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe. Southern's going to kick our ass right in Downey Ficklin Stadium. Joe, you made me smile, man. We're a five-star recruit about what? four times in a row. What? He's the only good player on their entire damn season. We're going to run out of every play. We, we got to go, Joe. Yeah. But that was, a, that was a great call, man. You gave us new life. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Holy wow. crap. Joe. And then, and then he threw Is there a, a doctor near Joe? He might need one. And then he, he, he threw a Stephen Igloo in there. Igloo. Stephen Igloo. Don't know what the hell <laughs> he don't know a damn about. thing. <laughs> oh, man. That got me fired up. That gave me a second win. Joe. I can tell he's a football coach. I yeah. would hate to be on the wrong side of a, you know, misplay for him because I bet he would I be mean, his, let's be honest. His team was probably 0-8, but damn if he didn't give good speeches. <laughs> hey, and they were all eight years old, too. He but got, He got the boys. <laughs> we're going to rob the gates and throw away the key. <laughs> How are we going to lose to the Winterville Cowboys? We can't even beat the Winterville Chiefs. <laughs> Joe. Man. What a legendary call. Just an absolute legendary call. And he's right. We should have stopped riding nuts. And gone to the backup quarterback last year, <laughs> two years ago. Wait, maybe not. Um, I want to do a where are they now 
Like, where's Joe? Where is the guy that slapped all those cougars on that mountain? Joe, are you there? Does somebody out there know Joe? We need Joe to call in again. Because we just passed the two-year anniversary of that call. We need to call. Uh, we need him to call in again on uh, Saturday. We'll take our final break. Come back and ra- he sounded like uh, Chris Farley doing the uh, Van Down by the River guy, Shirley. Like that's exactly what I pictured in my brain. While you're smoking doobies, Rolling I'm sitting down there in a Van Down by the River. Seven damn gaps. That was awesome. We'll take a break. Come back. Wrap it up after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Take a look at your stock market report. The Dow is up 87 points at 34,663. The NASDAQ is up 156 points at 13,917 and the S&P is up 29 at 4,487. That is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now, back to the show. All right, got the BB Brian Bailey show coming up next. Trip Weaver was his guest. You can check that out right here on Pirate Radio Monday Night Football coming up tonight. NFL news as we wrap it up. Chris Jones has ended his holdout. Agrees to a one-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. For Shirley Rhodes, Joey, Chan Man, and the crew, I am Clip Rock. Fun show today. We'll be back with you Tuesday, 3 o'clock, for uh, a new one and do it all over again. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.